Did I say this? A lot goes into cooking. If you have lasagna Thanksgiving, it feels like white trash to me. Welcome to episode number 45 of TMNT Shellcast. I'm Andrew and your host this week. And this week is not just any week, it's a special one because it's Thanksgiving. So John, what are you thankful for? Wow, um, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for uh, family. <laughs> Being able to spend time Finally, with you two, it's. I feel like it's been a while since all three of us have been together. It has. Yeah, your wedding. I think it was the last yeah. nine months. Yeah. So nine, ten months. Yep. Very nice. So yeah. thank you, John. Uh, also joined by Chris, a fellow co-host. Chris, what are you thankful for? Fellow <laughs> co-host, I am also thankful for family and for the first in-person recording of this podcast ever. Yes, very nice. So I, uh, I'm Andrew. I'm thankful for our fans. Chris alluded to it. John alluded to it. Um, before we get to the in-person um, podcast comments, I want to say, if you told me a year ago, this is a serious uh, statement, but if you told me a year ago that we have nearly 3,000 streams, so podcast streams, 200 hours of watch time on YouTube, and just about 100 subscribers through 45 episodes, I tell you, you were fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but here we are. So, uh, almost exactly 365 days later since launching the podcast, um, where I feel like we're hitting our stride. Um, I'm very excited for the first in person episode. We have been trying to optimize the audio. So, if it's a little bit different uh, than in the past, apologies. Um, but I think we've got it working pretty good. Um, in this first in-person episode of Team NT Shellcast, we'll cover season three, episode 27 of the 1987 Team NT series titled Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. So it's a, it's a good one, I think. Um, very excited because we're going to do a Thanksgiving-themed reptile draft later in the show alongside Turtleism's uh, villain power ranking pizza poll. But we'll start with everyone's favorite segment, which is pizza time. So, John, um, you had the pleasure of spinning the wheel. You mind sharing a recap of events with yep. the listening audience? Well, John, yours truly preempted the spin with a party pizza right off the bat. Because he knew we were all going to be in person. And I knew you, I knew one of you guys, if you had to make a pizza, it wasn't going to fucking happen. So I party pizza. We spun. Everyone, I think, was a little hesitant if it was going to be a bad pizza. So it landed on waffle which was fine. And so I've made for you today a waffle pizza. And so the way that I made that is I bought some crescent rolls from Pillsbury. I stuffed it with cheese and a little bit of pepperoni in there. And then I put it in a waffle iron, waffled it up. And then I've also gotten some pizza sauce. It would be like a little dipstick pizza. Chris. So the waffle pizza, it is for the listeners and the watchers. It's like a fucking waffle. Yeah, it, it does. 
it's pretty incredible that yeah. what you described is sitting within. <laughs> it is this. Well, we'll see how full <laughs> actually get anything in here. I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. So the sauce, it's a little dipping sauce. I found this Don Pepino. Kind of reminds me of the Ninja Turtles animation. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Right? Fresh. Kind of looks like Chepe's a fresh. Pepe's pizza guy, too, right? Doesn't yeah. It? Don, uh, Don, Don Notably, Don Pepino holding a can of his own sauce. Oh, this is like those <laughs> things where, like, you go yeah. and it's like yeah. a mirror. Like, you're just looking yeah. at a mirror in a mirror. So, a little. These were hot at once upon a time. Yes. I don't know what's in yeah. Chris, say grace, please. I'm dipping. Wow. Yeah. Some bronies in there? Yeah. Or, well, are there? <laughs> oh. Hmm. I'm not sure where my cheese is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, the first point just tastes like crust and roll. Mm-hmm. Listen to this some cheese. Is it roni? Are these pepperoni or turkey? These are peppered. So yeah, I got some. Yeah. Maybe light on the cheese. Mm. Delicious though. So you need breakfast, so this is perfect. <laughs> okay. Well. Is it perfect? No. But is it tasty? Yes, it is. Yeah. I think if I could, there were a couple different recipes. I would say as a pizza, I'd give this a $7.20. I think is what I'm going. And I'm going to eat the whole thing. But yeah. Just I will say, when you say waffle pizza, this is what I pictured in my head. <laughs> so visually, <clears throat> very high. It feels like one of those recipes that Pillsbury would include on the back yeah. of the can as a serving Ooh. suggestion. I mean, we should write it in, actually. Yeah. yeah. Pillsbury. I would give this, just as an asterisk score, on official mm. $6.32. I think it's great. Um, I'll say double thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah I'm basically double mine. Um, Maybe a little bit more cheese. That's like the only you know, piece we had a delay, so I don't know how that impacted it. But I'm gonna go. I go six fifty. I need right. to. So there are a couple little crispy bites there. Yeah. The crispy <laughs> bites the next one. So a solid D from Ghost. <laughs> Compared to other pizzas, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I look at the average at five, not yeah. at uh, not at, you know seven. So the the bites of the pepperoni, great, are nice. Yeah, there's one more, but we'll have to heat it up for real. Yeah, I think uh, pepperoni is nice because the salt kind of cuts the Pillsbury um, Pillsbury dough is a little rich, you know, like uh, savory. So the I think the pepperoni helps for sure. Mm. That is true. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> hmm. turning into one of those really called cool mukbang podcasts where you just watch people eat things. <laughs> All right. Good. 
So that's uh, pizza time. Thank you. Sauce. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Sauce. Good dipping sauce. Um, good pizza. Yeah. So the way that I made those. Yeah. Got the crescent rolls. There's eight triangles. I turned it into four rectangles. Chris, do the math. And then I put pepperoni cheese. Oh, what kind of triangles? Were they? Could have been squares. They were dry triangles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably like a three, four, five right triangle. Five, three. And then I, I made them into rectangles and I just stuffed them. My wife did say, who is listening but not participating, did say I should put a little sauce in. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> Dip, more cheese and a little sauce. Maybe uh, <laughs> some Italian herb in there too, perhaps like in the in the dough. Maybe a garlic or something. <laughs> garlic okay. Well, now we know. Yeah, 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 next time we make them. So that was pizza time. Seven dollars and twenty cents. Very nice. Well, uh, we're gonna jump into the episode recap. It is a great episode, in my opinion. But I uh, just want to point out we do have the sky cam. So this is uh, first time we featured a fourth quadrant in the show um so which one are you watching is the real question do you watch the sky cam uh, with all three of us if you're not watching you should go over to uh, youtube at team at shellcast um so you can experience the, the sky cam yeah the nfl is not the only one with the sky yeah. cam <laughs> Very good. So uh, jumping into episode recap again, this is Team IT Shellcast number 45, episode number 45 from season three, episode 27 of the series Super Bebop and Mighty Rock Study. So the episode opens and we immediately have a new invention from Crank. And what is that, Chris? That is the, <laughs> the, neutral, the neutralizer, nebulizer. Mesmerizer. Mesmerizer. Uh, and what does it do, John? Uh, it mesmerizes people. Yeah, so it, uh, that's correct. It, it controls the minds of its targets, kind of like a mind control. We've uh, we've seen this a million times from Crane. Uh, he creates the invention, hands it over to Shredder, who then delegates, as we've seen many times before, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady to install the mesmerizer on top of the Channel 6 news building antenna. Spire, whatever you want to call it. So they do that, they activate it. Meanwhile, in the layer, the turtles are watching the broadcasts, right? They're watching the news. Not April on the screen, which we've seen this guy, I think, a couple times before. Yeah. This guy here. Yeah, interesting voice too. He was making out with the lady. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, so they're watching and the mind control starts happening. It's been activated, and everyone is like a zombie, like the old school zombie, hands out, and they're saying like, uh, "What? Something about control?" You command, I obey. Yeah, you command, Which, I obey. Why? I had a note. Why do zombies put their arms up? So they don't bump into walls. When they walk around. That's a good explanation, actually. Rigor mortis, maybe, because they're dead. <laughs> maybe. I was trying to think. Actually, they do. I was just reading something. There's some reflex that when you die, if you're laying down, like your arms will go straight at, straight out. Rigor mortis? No, no, no. It's not something it like no, specific. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rigor mortis. No, it's like it's just like your reaction. So that must be what it is. Yeah. Maybe. So when you're standing up. Some people down. <laughs> well, in any event, um, you're in the studio, so it's Burn, Burnin, I think Irma, April. So all of them are uh, saying that, including the news anchor. 
the turtles see this and immediately we've got sly splinter saying that he feels that shredder and crane are somehow behind it so we've got this splinter premonition as we've seen before and um the turtles they take off right they take off out of the layer to basically save the folks at channel six so i have a couple of things here <clears throat> one i'm already very excited by the title of the episode Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. Bebop's getting more love than Rocksteady yeah. in those names. Super versus Mighty? Yeah, Mighty's not even close to Super. What about so to me, that cements Bebop as the leader of... I think Mighty's more Mighty. Mighty's better than Super? No. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers group. Superman. Superman's Mighty. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> yeah, Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Super... Yeah. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, two. They mentioned rutabagas. Yeah, the news anchor, I think, does, right? Yeah. What are rutabagas? Rutabagas look like a turnip with bigger. It's a that, starchy root, yeah. Have I've, you ever had them? I have. They're huge. They come, they're like this big, maybe. Little viewers. Or viewer. And they're just starchy. They're kind of like turnips or potatoes or whatever you put in the stews. And did you eat one? Yes. Was it good? It was indistinguishable once I put it in the stew from the turnip or anything else. Oh, okay. So it's like that like starchy carrot turnip meat. Yeah, kind of. Like texture or whatever. Not as hard as like a radish, but some more. They're hard to peel. All right. So that's all that mystery. Three. They they turned on the mesmerizer before securing it to the top of the antenna. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's like the first scene they like turn it on and then later we'll find out that they Bebop or Roxetti is like trying to latch it on. So that's a little crazy. No? I don't know. If it, I'm, I'm assuming it doesn't, but we know it doesn't impact them from what Frank said. Yeah. So they're safe. And then until it's on the antenna, it's not amplifying. But it's like, yeah, but so you're saying they turned it on and then they put it on top? I'm just saying they should have, like, you would think you would fucking secure it to the top of the antenna before you yeah. let it loose. Well, it was a rain lightning storm that I had. It was my nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's the scariest thing I, I can think of is that behind the winds. Yeah, with lightning and all that. So, um, so as John mentioned, as they're securing the mesmerizer, Bebop gets spooked essentially. So he pulls, uh, what Chris was alluding to, um, which is afraid of heights, winds, whatever. So uh, he jumps on Rocksteady, and it sends him crashing to the rooftop. So I don't know, the antennas maybe like looks like 20 feet or something in the air. They fall, crash onto the rooftop, and uh, fortunately, Bebop, Super Bebop, not yet, but Bebop, <laughs> being super, catches the mesmerizer in his hands. Right? So he does a little like touchdown, and zone catch is it bebop or is it randy moss <laughs> just got moss yeah um, but it begins to glow and then basically the rooftop collapses and they go crashing into channel six so that's where we're at in the first like minute or so a lot of action uh a lot of intensity i think to open the episode not a slow roller like we've seen in some of the other ones so um and at, at some point so they're saying when they when they start to become mesmerized they say you command I obey, and then it changes to you command we obey. 
Because you notice this. No. Yes. Ooh. So the zombies have <laughs> <now> become <laughs> sentient. Yes. <laughs> They're aware of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of it. It's like, um, <clears throat> yeah, what's the, like, ants, right? They have this, like, weird thing where they can, like, am I making this up? Like, yes. Communicate, like, read each other's minds or something? I don't know. It's, it's two pheromones, I thought. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the pheromones. Yeah. Because the queen somehow, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. maybe. Bees. Something yeah. <laughs> maybe with a queen. It's it's like thing. Well, it's like um, Ender's Game. We talked about this before, but those little um, buggers, I think they call. Them, yeah. They all can somehow like connect to each other's minds. So what what was Did you read that? No. Okay. Movie, what was that class in high school? That literature, the fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You guys took that? I didn't, but I read it because Andrew said it was so good. I just read it by it myself. It's cool. It was incredible. The ending. Yeah. You'll never see. No. Yeah, go out and read that book or watch the movie. Um, yeah, so they crash in simultaneously. The turtles, yeah, they're on the move to save April and the crew at Channel Six. <clears throat> Back in the Technodrome, which we get a nice, like, full. It's been a while since we've seen like a full-on shot of the Technodrome. Still stuck in Middle Earth. Uh, Shredder's not happy, so um, he's he's like watching this. They have these cameras again that are just like it's like our sky camera just somehow out and about and he's tapping into him watching on the big screen yeah the big screen with crane to his left i think he sees the crash he's frustrated he smashes like he slams the control panel um in frustration so we've got angry shredder um and then bebop and rock say doing their normal things screwing up the plan i think is this where crane asks like why would you have bebop and mark steady do this like, why would you delegate this? Yeah, this yeah. is my favorite, one of my favorite crane lines so far. So Shredder sees them on the screen, and he hammers the keyboard, and he goes, what are they doing? And Craig just goes, failing Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. And then he explains that, yeah, he's like, why would you send them? This is what they always do. Yeah. But then I thought at some point Craig is like, yeah, we, this is what, yeah, this is what they do. Like, we know they're going to fail, but yeah. we do it anyways. This is just what we do. <laughs> we fail. Yeah, this, I mean, this is every almost every episode. Crane invents mm-hmm. thing, commands Shredder to do it. Shredder sends his minions out. They screw it up and repeat. You know, it's, it's repeat. It does. It pains me to say, what a comeback by Crane in this episode. Yeah, yeah. What a we're going to get to that. Yeah, more to come for sure. Like he's been hibernating and he's now back and calling the shots. You know, in that second drone. So. More on that later, um, but turtles uh, were here. So turtles arrive at Channel Six. Bebop picks up the mesmerizer. So everything's kind of converging in the newsroom, I think, if I remember correctly. Turtles show up. Bebop picks up the mesmerizer, um, and he tries to like use it on the turtles. And this is where it's reinforced that the mesmerizer does not impact mutants. So Bebop and Rocksteady are not. Affected and the turtles are not affected at this point. Um, and they also, I'm just gonna get this out, but they keep calling them slaves. Yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> nope. But they're clearly zombified. I know everything they're doing screams zombie. Calls them slaves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks for mentioning. I had it open there. I'm like, do I bring this up or not? Um, but we've seen it before. I think Shredder, Shredder's. Use the slave word at one point in uh, earlier episodes. I feel like it's been a while, but yeah, there's some other mind control thing. So, yeah, 
Uh, we we don't endorse. However, um, the zombies don't endorse Bebop and Rocksteady either because they like pick them up like they're crowd surfing. And I miss. I think I missed a split second. I was like writing my notes out, and I don't know how it happened, but the zombies come over and they basically just pick yeah. up Bebop so and Rocksteady, right? Bebop and Rocksteady. They're going to fight the turtles, and they say, wait, let's use the mesmerizer against them. So they hold it up, and they command the zombies. They basically say, yeah, do not let the turtles touch us. Oh. So the zombies pick them up in the air so the turtles won't be able to reach them. That's how they lift it up. I had to go back. The same thing happened. I was like, why are you going on here? And I had to rewind it. Um, So that makes sense. So um, they're crowds body surfing, and then... I think they command them to put them down, and so the zombies just drop them, and they smash on the floor. Mesmerizer takes a tumble and actually loses some screws or some components, it looks like, like, it just flops out. Yeah. Uh, very obvious that it's it's uh, been altered. So, and that de-zombifies de- everybody. <clears throat> it's busted. Oh, does it? I think yeah. they come too, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it kills the, uh, it kills the mind control uh, temporarily, and... Yeah, mind control's broken. Burn. He's pissed, as usual. He's this is when he's hanging from the chandelier, is that later? No, that's later. Okay. So he's just pissed that the ceiling's damaged. So he sees all the debris from what Bebop Morocity crashed through. So he's mad and he's mad at the turtle. He's basically back on to blame on the turtles, even though they've saved his ass a bunch of times. Um yeah, so angry up topside, angry in the technodrome because Crane. What's Crane doing, John? <laughs> <laughs> what is Crane doing, Chris? <laughs> well, first, Bird has cuff jeans. I don't know if you guys saw that. A little embarrassing. Does it? Yeah, I noticed. Embarrassing. So it's, he's like a short guy. So it's he runs, style. He blocks the doorway from the turtles trying to escape. And that's when he blames him for making a mess. And he just I noticed his jeans. High cuffs or what? Because I, I actually cuff my jeans when I wear my boots. I mean, noticeably cuffed. Like, cuffed here, see? Yeah, that's like yeah. the cool thing to do. Stylish. <laughs> not. Well, I guess it's cool. But what is Crane doing, Andrew? Crane is, he's fed up. In front of this screen, is he making the new? Yeah, so this is where he's got a plan to end the mutant problem once and for all. So he's yeah. <clears throat> he's selling Bebop and Rocksteady, the card. Oh. So he's got like this, they're in... I think the main technodrome, like auditorium, whatever you want to call it, and he's got Adrian. these like Adrian, yeah, he's got the this like tube. I don't know how else to describe it. Like this, what you see in every movie where they're putting and like altering, like Wolverine when yeah, X-Men. when you suspend a body. Wait, what like, did they um, what did they call it in the Mutant Mayhem movie? No, 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 yeah. <laughs> So same idea, right? It's a it's a cylinder, um, and there's nothing in there. But basically, he pulls a lever. So Bebop and Rocksteady, first of all, they're like strapped into a chair. They've got their like a clasp around their arms. They're it, yeah, they're they're strapped, they're strapped, secured, 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 kidnapped, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> uh, held held against their will. He pulls a lever. It zaps. It looks like a zap to me, but I think instead it's like sucking. Their essence, essence. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Their soul, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But they're, it's, it's taking something from them, putting it into this tube, and ultimately what appears is um, two cybernetic clones. So they are, I mean, you can tell it looks like Bebop and Rocksteady, but they're basically like these me- 
mechanical AI, like hybrid. What's the movie with Will Smith? Uh, iRobot. iRobot. Yeah, kind of like iRobot, but a little bit more, I guess, rustic is the best way to describe it. it. I just think about this now. Like, I think Crane says it's 10 times smarter and 10 times stronger yeah. than or 15 or something. It's like, is that the best use? Is that we think 10 times smarter yeah. Bebop is Cr good? So Crane said he devoted all of his time <laughs> to this. And I was thinking they're already very strong because they're mutants. So 10 times their mutant strength is pretty impressive to me. So yes, to answer John's question, it is a good use of Crane's time. 10 times is plenty what you can. I was wondering, <clears throat> is it only mutants that he can create these cybernetic clones of, or why wouldn't he clone himself or Shredder? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's like, of all the things, now I'm poking holes a little bit in his comeback. Of all the <laughs> things, why take Bebop and Rocksteady to make them super? Why not make himself or Shredder super? Well, why would you experiment on yourself first? I mean, you might not know how this is going to go. Why would you risk Crane? Yeah, that's a plus of her. Rings used that move before because remember what was the ray that created big shredder, big Irma? Remember that? Oh uh, yeah. So he did that he tested that he on was so fucking antsy in the technodrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't wait to blast. Yeah. That so he does like to test on the subject. So that I guess that's mm -hmm. consistent. Okay. Um, Fair point. But either way, these clones are, yeah, as John mentioned, ten times as strong, ten times as smart. So still not very smart relative to yep. the human but quite strong um and they are i guess presented at super rock no super bebop and mighty rock study and i think is it crane or shredder that declares the beginning of the end of the teenage mutant ninja turtles Ooh, i didn't even catch that part i think it's crane because he's he calls them the teenage mutant ninja turtles by name like the whole thing not just the turtle so so far, his plan actually seems pretty legit. So he's taken, he's upgraded the mutants, essentially. They've got the mesmerizer. They're using the Channel 6 antenna to like broadcast across, my guess is like New York City and then maybe eventually the world. Um, and it seems to be quite effective because they were all zombified like immediately. Yeah. And these Super Bebop, they punched out of the tank. They were. Did they? That's, that's how they got out. He smashed all in the glass. Wow. So you know he's ready to rumble. Yeah, yeah, and he's strong. Yeah, at so least ten times as strong. I did. I will say, I, this episode, I started to feel a little bad for regular Bebop and Rocksteady, because like it's not their fault. They're stupid. They're kind of bummed out sitting around. Yeah, yeah, they were still at this point, I think, tied up. The what I was gonna say is, I thought this was a different episode. Um. And that Super Bebop in Mighty Rocksteady would be more like superhero-esque versus mm -hmm. the cybernetic AI like robot. So this is actually a pleasant surprise for me because I thought I knew what I was getting into, but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, I like these. They're like, it's funny how robots, if you show me a robot, I can pretty much tell you what era that robot was designed in. Because like this era, they're like, the early ones are shiny and like streamlined, and these robots are all, they have like, I'm not kind of like, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Or like, I think it looked like Rocksteady had like a tape deck in his stomach. Like, they just take existing technology and put it on them. Yep. So, <clears throat> beginning of the end of the Ninja Turtles, um, and we see a little bit of their 
skills because they kick Bebop and Rocksteady's ass like in the Technodrome. They like yeah. toss them, spin them. I can't remember exactly what happens, but they basically just like discard them as if they were uh, crumbled up paper or something of that nature. Yes, right into like a metal thing. Yeah, it was a hard toss. Like they, yeah, and completely unnecessary, right? Like yeah. why? It's a show of dominance, I guess. So. Yeah, and this is when Crane is flowing. Like this is Crane to me. He's like, all right, I'm gonna show off these two mutants I've made. Because right after they do that, he starts barking orders out to Shredder. And I'm like, all right, Crane's feeling it right now. Telling everyone what to do. So yeah, a show of strength. The cybernetic. What, what do we want to call them? Just so it's super beat up. Minorex, I. Yeah. It's called Robo Bebop. Yeah, Robo. The Robo, Robo Bops. Robo Bops. Um, yeah, so they, they destroy him unnecessary, but uh, show of strength. And from that, Shredder, he's very impressed. He's like now buying into Crank's plan because at first, I think he was a little hesitant. He didn't really know what was going on. But then when he saw the strength of the Robo Bops, uh, I think he's, he's all in. Chips on the table. The robo bots. Just robots. Robo bops. Oh, I think said robo bots. I meant to say <laughs> robo bops. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so far I think a good good play. Maybe yeah. one of the best plans they've had so far. Yeah, and Crane, two of his best inventions ever, maybe so far. I mean the Mesmerides are incredible invention. And then these robos so far seem like they're awesome. Yeah, so now we're starting to stack, right? We're seeing Mind control plus robots, right? We've seen like these isolated things where it's just a mind control, it's just a robot, it's just a crystal. Now he's starting to mix and mash, and maybe he's found the right right combination. Maybe, but also maybe not. Most well, most likely not. You know, you don't blame the tool, you blame the user. We'll get there. Um, very good. So back in the channel six lobby, which. Did you guys see the fountain in the yeah, friggin' lobby? huge. That lobby? room is incredibly big. Massive, but that fountain, I, number one, I mean, I've seen fountains inside buildings, but it's not very common. Maybe it was more common in the 80s. I don't know. There's, that, there's a building. Yeah, I had it in my notes. Fountains insane or wild. Yeah, that's like the Bellagio fountains. Is it the Bellagio in Vegas? That yeah. the big, it's like that fountain inside a building, which... In previous episodes, the reception area was like tiny, and this yeah. is all of a sudden they're downstairs. It has like four elevators and stuff. Yeah. What? There's so there's a building in Boston. I think it's like 100 International Place or something, and it's like an atrium, so it's probably like four or five stories high inside. And there's just it's like a waterfall that drips See, down, like that's raining. Yeah, but it's like to the point where if you really didn't know what was going on, you could just walk through it. Because it's like there's just it's just open with like some drains and yeah. you would walk through and it just gets soaked. And it, it's very humid in there. Oh, water. there's no back to it. It's no. literally just it's just falling from the ceiling. It's like a rainfall shower head. Yeah. Or whatever. I've seen like, yeah malls a lot of time will have like a <clears throat> pond or whatever water element. But this was Tim's point. It's like the or the Trevi fountain almost in Rome. Yeah. Johnny Crips. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's an outdoor fountain in the lobby, basically. Yeah, and big enough that when the the um, Rock City emerged in the transport module, it could fit. It looks like three or four of these transport modules, more or less. So huge. Um, the turtles in April decide to kind of like stake out Channel Six to protect 
from a return of Bebop and Rocksteady with the Mesmerizer. So they feel like it was the first effort um, and that they're they're coming back. So the Turtles are in their full, I don't know if they have pants on in this one, but they have the trench coats and the hats. April, I forget exactly what she decides to do, if she goes in the building or not, but they're working together to basically keep tabs on what's happening at Jail 6. Yeah, and we do get a glimpse of the turtle then. Yeah, the yeah. back end, yeah. I feel like, right? We're like parked outside, and there the turtles are inside. Yeah, like scheming, I would say. Scheming for sure. The animation in this episode was also bad. Do you guys notice that? Um, worse than what I can describe as wiggly. Yeah. Really and they're all like stretching. Everyone's like yeah, stretching. around. Yeah, I was going to say in the turtle band scene that we're talking about, um, specifically like Leo is like his neck is like really stretched out and they have weird facial um, expressions. I feel like. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Crane asks Shredder or uh, communicates with Shredder to lead the super mutants and see that the mesmerizers. Um, properly installed. So that's, she's basically now tasked Shredder, like you have to go with these guys now because you already screwed up once, but it should be easy because you've got 10 times the strength, 10 times the smarts of the guys you're working with. Yeah, so like you really shouldn't fuck this up. Yeah, and this is Shredder keeps complaining. He's like, Crane, remember I'm not a mutant. So I think this is where he gets a little amulet, right? Yeah, so he's Excellent. yeah, exactly. He's he's worried about the mind control because it <clears throat> will impact Shredder since he is human. Therefore, Crane in his back brain pocket has an amulet, which amulet I've heard that term in like Zelda. Uh, what was Boulder's it? Game? Boulder's Gate. Boulder's Gate. And I looked up what an amulet was because I, I mean, I know what it is, but I don't, and I forgot. So it's, it is basically like a gem or like a metal necklace essentially and this looks like a big crystal hanging yeah. off it and i think like in the sense of you wear it to protect you from something yeah. whether it's like spiritual or in this case literal it'll protect you from it. yeah so it's a function it's named after the function that's, that's yeah. yeah so the idea is this amulet will reject or cancel out the mesmerizer waves um from shredder so that he'll be protected and able to command while the mesmerizer is running yeah, this is to where I think if it almost feels like if Shredder didn't ask, he wasn't going to get yeah. an amulet, which is pretty villainous, honestly. Like, it's like yeah. he was only like, oh, yeah, I've thought about that, but okay, here's the amulet. Like, if Shredder didn't ask, he wouldn't have given it to him, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. Like, when Crane gets rolling, he's so con consumed with his invention. That's, yeah, it's like Shredder asked, or you're screwed with whatever yeah. you go. I mean, he doesn't really care one way or the other. So he blames Shredder for Bebop and Rocksteady failing. So. Bebop and Rocksteady, meanwhile, they're they're bummed about being benched. And <laughs> this is where I think Chris is talking about feeling bad for him. Um, and they have, they're having some conversation. Because if you remember, the Mesmerizer uh, fell and some parts fell off. And so that, that happened earlier in the episode. Bebop and Roxy haven't told anyone that. And they're afraid to at this point because they've already screwed up. They're already relegated to the bench. So they basically say, we're not going to make things worse. We're just going to keep that to ourselves. This is the right move. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. And it's almost like they're doing it because they don't want to get in trouble. But if they had just spiked and we said, yeah, but I'm not going to tell them. They just benched us. I would have understood that too. Yeah. 
So yeah. So uh, so they depart in the transport module, that which we mentioned earlier, uh, for the Channel 6 building. And uh, meanwhile, the turtles are at, they're staking out Channel 6 from across the street at a pizza place, naturally. And they're eating what, John? Well, they're eating pizza. And what kind of pizza is it, Chris? It's pickled herring yeah. and caramel fudge pizza. Yeah. yeah. Disgusted. There's a couple pizzas that are just disgusting. Yeah, so, yeah. This is one of them for sure. So uh, before they, so I, I'm very upset with the turtles in this episode because we'll find out why. But they basically they call into April and they're like, "Hey, it really doesn't seem like they're gonna come back tonight and do anything." And April's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs and keep, you know." Turtles like, yeah, we're gonna go and hang out at the pizza park wherever they go. So they basically are like, we're done. Like they're not gonna come back. We're gonna give up. Like if something comes up, well, I think he, I think Leonardo says, check you out later or check in with you later or whatever. I thought they were across the street, so they're like doing a stakeout, watching the Channel Six building from the pizza. Place. Yeah, I think, I think they were just like, we're done for the night. We're gonna, if something comes up, we'll be close, but we're gonna go grab some pizza. Yeah, cars down at least. Yeah. The reason that they're not at Channel 6, remember, is because Burns pissed and blaming them for yeah. the damage. So that's why they can't be in the building. Um, so for whatever reason, they're they're a ways away and they're eating pizza. And speaking of eating, this brings us to our first segment, which is the reptile draft of Thanksgiving dishes. What we're going to do here, a little bit of a twist on our traditional reptile draft. We're going to do four rounds. Um, and did we decide on what, what the theme for the round was? Yeah. Across the board, what is it? Well, you have to pick a main, a dessert, an appetizer, and a side. Okay. So four. Four rounds uh, in no particular order, but that's what we're doing. Appetizer, main, a side dish, and a dessert. And it has to be Thanksgiving themed and that's in the spirit of the week so again happy thanksgiving to everyone out there this will drop the day before so you have no excuse not to listen to it uh the day of thanksgiving uh, maybe actually chris we've got some international listeners that don't celebrate thanksgiving they might not know what it is so would you care to enlighten us what thanksgiving is yeah, and why yes, yes thanksgiving was a feast a traditional feast held between the pilgrims and the Native Americans. Yeah, more specifically the Wampanoags and yeah. the, I think they said 59 remaining survivors of the Pilgrim of the Mayflower. Yep. And it was in 1621 was the first. Wow. Yeah, keep going. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, yeah. So they came <laughs> together, and the Native Americans, as everybody knows, taught the pilgrims how to plant corn. Putting beans and squash and a dead fish in the hole, and they what feasted. It's that real? Yeah, the three bird. sisters or whatever it's called. You never wondered about that. So corn, they all, yeah, the fish fertilizes the soil, the dead fish, and then the beans climb up the corn stalk, and then the squash like protects. It's symbiotic farming. Yeah, I think it's like nitrogen. The beans bring nitrogen or something. Yeah. 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 So as a thank you, they had a little friends giving. Yeah. And if there was a cornucopia. I'm not going to name what was on the table because we may choose some of those things. But they say <laughs> I don't think they were making modern day socks. Oh. 
We'll we find don't know. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. Uh, nobody knows what they ate, but they did feast. It was uh, celebrate the first harvest, uh, I think, after landing, right? Um, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. And then, um, yeah, today it's really just yeah, an uh, excuse for family to get together and eat a whole bunch of delicious food and be thankful for each other. Yeah, yeah. Some of us are thankful for family, as we said at the top. Yep. Some of us are. I said family. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So um, we will, yeah, we're going to get started here. We're going to go youngest to oldest. And you can choose whichever dish that you'd like in the order that you want. Right. So as long as you hit all four, it doesn't matter. Christmas <clears throat> starts off. Do we have a fourth participant? No, we do not. No, <laughs> getting a no from the whole yeah. <laughs> yeah. The live audience. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a huge advantage, I think, to go first here because for one thing. Yes, but John, as we know, at least as I know, the main category very thin, I would say. So I'm gonna have to choose turkey as my main. Do I love turkey? I do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> And there's not a lot of other options, and the other options aren't great, so I'm going turkey with the first pick. So it's interesting that you went turkey, because I agree it's probably the 101, but it's like, now Andrew and I don't have to worry about a main. It's like, we're all, yeah. like, you know, so you- But I got the best one. I know, but your wrapper, it's, it's interesting strategy. I have enough other options with what I like that I'm comfortable putting right. those on the table, Maybe because when I, when, is tur turkey's not- Probably my top five of overall Thanksgiving things to eat, but it's the number one main. It holds the plate together. So sometimes you have to take a guard in the first. Go. You are you a buyer? Do you buy into the tryptophan drowsiness thing? Or I think if you eat that much food, you're going to be sleepy. So that's what that's what I've heard recently is tryptophan doesn't actually make you drowsy. It's just you fill your stomach up and you're like sitting on the couch watching TV all day that you just get sleepy. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Mm. Which, uh, are you a, you're just like a traditional oven? oven yeah, product? I like the yeah, traditional bird, pinky stuff. fry it. I prefer dark meat, a little moist, more moist. <laughs> so, okay. skin, turkey skin, great. How would you, what would you grade your uh, turkey carving skills at? Turkey carving? I'm up, I'm up top. Top tier, really? Yeah, I can, cur I can carve a bird, give me a rotisserie chicken, give me a turkey. I can do the take the whole breast off and then slice it on the platter. Chris, I mean, who can't do that? Some people can. Some people slice off the bird. All right, you might need a little. We've carcal. seen that. Yeah, uh, yeah uncle. We've seen it. Yeah. All right. Are you, are you pro or anti electric knife? Anti. Anti. You don't need electric. Yeah. Especially with turkey, it gets it all. You get that grainy. You know what I'm talking about? Some sawn on a dry turkey breast. How is that not effective? Oh. Yeah, it's like it's a just serrated like oscillating. Yeah, so it's it's like a beer trimmer. I think it's just two blades moving next yeah. to each other. So it, yeah, but to your point, it does more tearing, I think, than it does. I think those are more good for bread. Now that I think about it, it's almost like a bread knife. I don't know that bread. Like bread. That's what a bread knife serrated. I know, but I'm <laughs> busting up an electric knife. I'm just saying, if you had to apply it, like it, a carving knife isn't serrated, so you shouldn't be using an, a serrated electric knife for that anyway. If it's tender enough, I don't think you need to. Like in theory, yeah. unless you way overcook it, any knife will cut a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but 
you know, you don't want a filet knife going in there. Chris, maybe he's, you know, he's a big fan of the cleaver. That a cleaver would be good if you're trying to get through the joint, get the leg off, or if you're trying to attack a home invader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're spatchcocking the bird, we spatchcock. Yeah, so that's that's part of what I was asking. I prefer, we were talking about this the other night, I prefer spatchcocked turkey because everything cooks like more evenly. Yeah, that's the issue. Is like, I feel, especially big birds, big Thanksgiving, like. 16 <laughs> big bird <laughs> 16 pounders like that size it's hard to get everything cooked like evenly if you fit a spatchcock turkey in the oven i think they'd be too big like a smaller one but didn't you yeah you just, just get a half sheep pen chris i know the sheep pen. yeah i have two of them half sheep i can i can it can combine to a full sheep pen if i need to instead <laughs> <laughs> of all like the power in your megas do you know how fucking big a full sheep pen is? It wouldn't even fit in a normal oven. Yeah, that's why you got halves. <laughs> I'm just saying. But have you ever seen a full sheep pen? Uh, if I did, I didn't acknowledge. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's a full sheep pen. I've probably seen one in passing. I, I, in passing? I don't think you have because there are. I've been in some commercials. It's about half of this table. No. Yeah. Sure. No. no. Half of this table? This table no. like six feet. The long way. <laughs> uh, well, okay. well, whatever you took yeah. it. You Turkey is yeah. off. Turkey's off the board. Just goes out. Incredible spot. With the 102, I'm going with the dessert, and that dessert will be pumpkin pie. Because to me, I, I, as a side note, I had a slice of pumpkin pie yesterday. Wow. When's the last time you had a slice of pumpkin pie? Probably a year ago. Last <laughs> Thanksgiving, probably. It is. So good when you get the right. There's a lot of variation. Spice. That's the wrong. That's this the only was, downside. This was the traditional gelatinous pumpkin pie. The thick, like yeah, you know, under slice. Yeah, the crust was popping in my mouth. Was it? Was now it we ask you though, maybe did the crust, the crust of the crust, yeah. did it snap off like yeah, it always it does? It's a <laughs> always that's a that's a grape I have. Yeah, pumpkin pie. I had a little bit of whipped cream whipped cream with it it was good and so that just got me on and i think of all the desserts pumpkin pie is screams thanksgiving to me yeah i would agree with that i'm going pumpkin pie yeah so we've got turkey and pumpkin pie very traditional thanksgiving dishes uh with my pick i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a side nice. and it's stuffing i mean which stuff? Yeah, which one? So I prefer. No, you don't prefer. You're picking this stuff. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> I prefer <laughs> meat stuffing personally. Um, but I think in a reptile draft, the more so meat stuffing being it's a French. I think they call it gray stuffing. Yeah, French meat stuffing. Yeah. It's like what's in a uh, uh, meat pie. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's yeah mashed potatoes, um, <clears throat> ground uh, beef. Onion, sage. I think it's called terrine. Isn't that another name for it? No. Tagine? Taurine. T O U R I. I don't think so. It is. I'm ready. Don't bother checking. Either way, uh, that's my favorite. But I think for uh, the reptile draft, it's the traditional bread stuffing. Uh, so stuffing as opposed to dressing. So stuffing is you want it from coming from inside the bird. I think you get both. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I, no, yeah, I don't like the wood bird. I think it's unsanitary to cook stuffing inside a turkey. 
So I prefer making it stove like stovetop or however yeah. you know more fancy. I I make it out of the box. Yeah. The aromatics go in the bird. This dressing should be outside. Yeah. So I feel like it's you know there's some there's a lot of sides, but I feel like that screams Thanksgiving. Yeah. Side. That's a shot across Jones because yeah, yeah. my bad was he had the opportunity to take it. He didn't. I went pumpkin pie. All right. Well, I know you're upset because you thought you were going to get bread stuffing on the. I didn't. Think I, was, I yeah. honestly I have no expectations. You thought you were going to get I did it. No, yeah, he's he mad. has two. Yeah, quite mad. That's why he was so quick to say <laughs> what kind of stuffing are you taking? Yeah. So no. Yes, because it's like as if you took vegetables. That's what you. That's if you just take stuffing. Yeah, but John, there's like really only how many kinds of stuffing? Right? I mean, he took bread stuffing, but did he take cornbread stuffing? Yeah, it's all the same. Chestnut. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Anyway, um, so going back the other way, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my favorite appetizer. It's not very um, Thanksgiving themed, but growing up, we always had it, and it's um, shrimp cocktail, which a lot of times are still frozen when you're biting into them. Sometimes they're too warm, uh, room temperature, but we ate a lot. I feel like shrimp cocktail was a staple yeah. for us at Thanksgiving uh, growing up. So that's my appetizer. You're going right at John. Taking all his classes. Shrimp cocktail. John, you were a shrimp cocktail. Like, you, it would be tough for us to get. I, I mean, we get Yeah, five. that's actually true, yeah. John was around the ball. George yeah, Costanza and Seinfeld yeah. just, like, shoveling them down. Yeah, not a traditional pick, but, I mean, screams Thanksgiving to me, yeah. so. But yeah. really, I mean, it's the cocktail sauce that. Yeah, the right amount of horseradish. I mean, that's, that's the issue I have with. I feel like we talked about this. Bloody Marys, I love, but they're so inconsistent. And I feel, you know, sometimes they're too spicy, sometimes they're not enough. Uh, cocktail sauce, same thing. Like, it's sometimes the perfect amount of horseradish. And I feel like hell of a good cocktail sauce is maybe the best Yeah, from New England here because it has enough kick to it. Um, so usually I buy the cocktail sauce, and then I still have some horseradish, and I just mix a little extra in if I need to. Yeah. That's hot. It's good. I'm not going shrimp cocktail in any setting, really, other than maybe out in the sun. It's not a good beach snack. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like you're catching the shrimp right from the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And then just not right. I will say sometimes I like when they're a little bit frozen. It's just everything's ice cold. Yeah. Makes them a little better. Yeah, but not. Too frozen, where yeah. it's like shattering in your mouth. Yeah, I want to find a tail where you grab a little bit yeah. firm, still not the shard like that sits on the, on the fat part. Yeah, like when you're going to take it and it crusts out of the yeah. ice. You know, yeah. Yeah. But also, how bad is it when you go to eat one and the tail doesn't slide off well? So there's still some meat in the tail, and you're like, well, what am I going to do here? Yeah. Not the napkin, you know. Yeah. For that. No, it's just yeah, right the crash. I think. Um, I wasn't going to ask. Oh, um, all right. Okay. I thought it had something to do with shrimp cocktail, but it's gone. So back to back to John. Back to John. So I, this might be a little bit of a controversial pick because I'm not really sure where it fits in, but it is uh, aside. This, what I'm about to pick, <laughs> it enhances everything. On the plate, I know what it's going to be. I'm always choosing, yeah. I'm choosing cranberry sauce. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the curveball, yeah. That's a sign to me, yeah. There's a sign, so yeah. Gonna, yes. yeah. I'm choosing cranberry sauce, and it, there's a lot of picks that we'll, we'll talk about after, but and I 
I like the canned and I like the fresh and I like it all because every bite that you eat, every meat, every bite that you would take from a Thanksgiving plate is enhanced by that. In my yeah, thousand percent. So um, the Boynton, shout out to the Boynton, all this from Massachusetts. So they make Pilgrim's Pride sandwich year round. And it's what you expect. It's all the, you know, it's turkey, it's stuffing, it's um, cranberry sauce, but they also put cream cheese on it, Ooh. which highly recommend. Like that's a game changer. But the cranberry sauce, I agree, because there's so much savory stuff on your plate for Thanksgiving turkey. Some other things I won't mention, stuffing we already talked about. So cranberries in this because it adds like you talk about acid, like what is this Still dish thing. missing? It's always acid usually. And I feel like cranberry sauce is a nice because you can you can dial it into your preference. Yeah. Yeah, dial it up, dial it down. Maybe just eat the cranberry sauce. Oh natural. From from the can though, if when you go from the can or when you've had it from the can, do you prefer isn't there like a smooth and whole, chunky? Yeah, there's whole cranberry and just yeah. It's just like the jelly. I like it all. Yeah, if you had to choose one, which would you choose? From the can? Yeah, smooth. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on with those cranberries. It's just so it's delicious. The same thing. Yeah. It's just so easy. But to make your own cranberry sauce is just so easy. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say it's it's not difficult. You just take some cranberries and you just boil it. Yeah, yeah sure. And you add like zest or something. <laughs> More to it than that. Yeah. <laughs> sugar. But you don't, you don't need that much sugar, though. Yeah. If you like a little, if you're a sweet tooth. I like it a little tart to cut yeah. through. Yeah. Let's go. How about a little cranberry sauce on the pumpkin pie? I never no. tried that. No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah. Cranberry sauce is a great pick. It's not what I thought you were going with. I know what you thought. No. Yeah. And I, I, I suggested sides as category because I wanted cranberry sauce. So John mm. took it, which is fine. Shot across your bow. Yeah. But John, see, this is the thing. Like, I don't see John, when I think Thanksgiving, I don't think John eating cranberry sauce. Yeah, just like John doesn't taste vegetables either. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. John's plate is all brown and gray because yeah. there's no lots. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Appetizer. This is easy. Double eggs. Of course. Oh. Everyone knew you were going to pick it. And you know what? And you let me do it anyway. This is like when the, a pick falls to like the Super Bowl winning team. Because again, yeah, deviled eggs might. I mean, deviled eggs and shrimp cocktail are like 1A yeah. for sure. And the crazy thing is like, a deviled egg, you take all the components. I don't really like them individually. Mayonnaise, not a huge fan of. A hard-boiled egg, could do without for the rest of my life. Especially the yolk, yeah. yeah. Hard-boiled eggs. Get the fuck out of here. So the tough thing is, as I'm traditionally the deviled egg bringer for holidays, waking up and, like, franking out <laughs> deviled eggs at 8 a.m. Watch you make them nice. Dig your whole kitchen up. Because I never do. <laughs> I think they're better fresh. The challenge is... With the hard-boiled eggs, and for like parties, you have to use such a big pot because it and yeah. it takes forever because you have like a dozen, It'll two dozen eight minutes. I know, but to get up to ten, mm -hmm. if you have more eggs in there, there's more mass. And the yeah. anxiety of do I have enough filling to get all these eggs filled? And so you yeah undercompensate, and then there's extra filling left. You gotta go back and add it. Tough. Yeah, but they're delicious. You eat. I'll eat. All 15 deviled eggs, which is crazy. It's like eating a dozen hard-boiled eggs. With <laughs> a little bit of sriracha on it? Yeah. John just maybe add salt that one year. Yeah, you can never have too much salt. salt. Yeah. That's what he said. You can never have too much salt. They were inedible. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much salt. I don't remember. I remember that. John was like shouting, shouting from yeah. the couch. You can never have too much salt. <clears throat> um, yeah, deviled eggs are great. I 
also do that for most holidays. I smoke the eggs, believe it or not, like just for 30 minutes after I hard boil them and post peeling. So hard boil, peel, put them on the smoker, cold smoke for like 30 minutes. It just gives it like a little kick, yeah. not very intense. And then chives, I think, are key. Yeah, chives are like key for sriracha as well, paprika, salt, pepper, whatever. Um, but chives like just have to manage dill. I like put dill into the mix as well. So I've been on the record to say dill that dill, dill one of the best, the best herbs. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna. I had mentioned this to the other resident of this house, and I said I think dill's gonna. Blow up. It has not yet. I mean, dill is so fragrant. Like, yeah. you cook it with dill, you have a little bit, and your whole everything's dilled up. Yeah. I know, but it's not oppressive, though. Like, like everyone eats dill pickles. Like, you know what I mean? They may not be their favorite, but they're not like repulsed as you might be with rosemary or some other herb. Yeah. It's like dill. Yeah, it makes everything better. It's mm-hmm. great. Very mm-hmm. good. Also, just one more point for Devil Days I was talking earlier. When you have a specialty plate yeah, just yeah. for you as a food, you've made it in life. So the deviled egg plate, crucial. Wow. We're There's building. no other uses. No, you can't. There's nothing else you can do with it. Yeah, Alden Brown would not be a fan because he's always like multifunction for kitchen utensils. Yeah. Devil egg plate breaks the rule, but I think deservedly so. Yeah. All right, so that was my appetizer. So I have my side and my dessert left. Um... <clears throat> this is tough because I really wanted cranberry sauce. So I'm gonna go dessert. Which is the smart move because no one else can pick a side. Andrew picked this? What did you pick? He picked Andrew has picked a side. Oh stuffing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> dessert. And pumpkin pie, very traditional. This is a pie I like a little bit more than pumpkin pie. Pecan pie, pecan pie, depending on where you're from. Can be a little overly sweet if you're not doing it right, but pecan pie, delicious. A candied pecan is just so good. I don't. I honestly don't know if I've ever had pecan pie. It's delicious. Very brown sugar, sweet. Buttery. Same texture as like pumpkin pie. It's more jelly, like more gelatinous. So not as dense. More not dense. dense. Oh, more dense. More dense. It's, and it's like. Yeah, it's like heavier. I don't know, like pumpkin pie. It's weird to call pumpkin pie airy. Yeah, I was just paired to pecan pie. It's, it's airier. Huh. It's like if if you took pumpkin pie and then squished it down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. See, I don't think I like that because I feel like pumpkin pie can be airier than also. Um, what are they? Chest pie, I believe, is. Yeah. Pecan pie. You haven't getting enough from the judges. <laughs> chest pie. Chest is pie. All, yeah, that's not pie. No, no, just it's called chest pie. I believe. C-H-E-S-S. It's like an old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were eating with the Wampanoags chest pie. That's what like King Henry would eat. Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't have gone. That's a bad pick. pick. Yeah, that's a bad. Pick. It's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a southern audience here. No. You guys are thinking locally. No. Yeah, this is where of all the pies that were left. A pecan pie. Yes. I do think I know what pie you're thinking of, and it's it's not Thanksgiving specific. I think. Um, and do you think is it pecan or pecan? I say pecan saying? pie. Yeah, pecan, pecan is a southern. I say yeah, but pecan pie, I think, oh. is a really to your point, like in the south, is the pie. So is it though? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's another pie, but I don't. We'll see. Okay, I'm not gonna. We'll go through it at the end. All right. 
What a bad pick. Okay. Okay, John. I, Chris, you had so many desserts that I won't say it. Okay, so I it's my pick now. And Andrew's, I have a, a main and an app left. And Andrew's already picked an appetizer, so I'm going main. And my main is lasagna. Why? Because what other main is there? Honestly, there is another one. There's ham, but fuck ham. You didn't pick ham. It's good to have around. I'm just saying. So I'm going lasagna because it's like if cooking the turkey honestly is a lot. Did I say this? A lot goes into cooking. If you have lasagna at Thanksgiving, it feels like white trash to me. Wow. I, I, it's a bold statement, boy. Who's serving up Thanksgiving lasagna? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But but if you went, like, I mean, you could just go and you could incorporate ground turkey or something into it. You could like play it up. You know what I mean? Like put a skin on it. You know why would that's crazy? Please I'm just saying, if you up. went to a, well, I guess this goes to it. If you went to a Thanksgiving meal and there was no turkey and there was lasagna, you'd probably be like, wow, what? But you also be like, wow, lasagna's good. But like lasagna, you can have a plate of lasagna stuffing and cranberry sauce. Like doesn't go. Yeah. With. No. That's a bad pick. We're talking about bad picks. That's a bad pick. I will say though, speaking about lasagna, like good lasagna is will change your life forever. <laughs> Maybe not on Thanksgiving, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but it's a singular. Like when you're eating lasagna, all I want is lasagna. Yeah, I want maybe a side, side salad or something. Yeah. Have less lasagna. It's pretty heavy. There's such a thing. No, I don't know. Yeah, the thing about lasagna is that your serving size is based on the size of the pan that you cooked it. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just cutting into like six pieces or like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like layers. Layers. Yeah. Some yeah. people are like, I need a thirty layer lasagna. That's too much. Yeah, that is too much. When your lasagna can't maintain its structural integrity out of the pan, then you're too many layers. Well, out. part of that's because you have to let it cool appropriately. Yeah. Like when you get a little lasagna happy, you start cutting it, and then it just goes on a plate. And just yeah. Cool it's stuff. like is that liquid or is this yeah. taking the shape of its container? And then that top noodles like a tortilla chip. It's so curled up and crisp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like cover it with <laughs> tinfoil or anything. Uh, I'll say shout out to Costco. They have like the Kirkland lasagna. Is phenomenal. Ooh, I. It's one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. I was going to say even homemade. Lasagna too, like frozen lasagna. Even homemade, yeah. I've had other frozen. They're not as good. Like this actually reminds me a lot of Mom's lasagna, which I think is delicious. Yeah, but we're buying. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so I want lasagna because right. whatever. So <laughs> some rough picks, back-to-back picks, a little you know non-traditional. Um, at least here in the Northeast, I've got. My side is stuffing. My appetizer was uh, shrimp cocktail. I have two picks in a row. I'm going to go with my main because I think there might be more debate here. No, I'm going to go with my dessert to, to break the street. Yeah. Apple crisp. Ooh. We just forgot about the crisp. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying apple pie. Apple pie is trash. Yeah. I think apple crisp. <laughs> While it may not may not make you think, it makes you think of fall at the very least. <laughs> In my head, I'm like crisp is like an apple orchard thing. Yeah, I just, but it is. I would have been a better pick. Yeah, I don't think it's as it doesn't scream things as much as pumpkin pie, but I think apple crisp, from a textural standpoint, is one of the best things that could be on your plate yeah. post Thanksgiving meal because it's got crunch, it's got <clears> sweet. 
Goldsberry with ice cream. That's better than pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's the best. I like it. Yeah. Pumpkin pie, like the traditional pumpkin pie. But um, anyway, that's the dessert. So uh, I want to turn that around. Number two, or my last pick, number four, is my main. This may be controversial, and I've never actually done it, but I, I think it's, it's a superior bird, duck, on Thanksgiving. I've only had, I've only made duck once, and it's when it was like years ago, and yeah. you guys were there. But duck breast, oh, how rich is one of when I was commuting home from my internship. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but we, we had smoked it, but I like, duck is just so flavorful. It is dark meat, but duck fat is just, anything that's cooked in or around duck fat is just extraordinary. Yeah, so I see turkey fat fries. Yeah. So I think for me, like a big qualm I have with turkey on Thanksgiving is it's so bland. Like the big turkeys, especially because they just pump them full of yeah. water and stuff. Yeah, like, fine. I know, but you do, but not a lot of people do. That's the thing is like traditional turkey that I've had is just out of the bag into the oven. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I feel like duck is nice because it's like more rich and I can eat less turkey and get more of the other, or less protein and get more of the other stuff. It's still like. Uh, yeah, experience. experience. And I have to, I feel like you have to be eating a bird. I won't agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, of course you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that for me, those are my four picks are done. So it's uh, my appetizer, shrimp cocktail. My main is duck, roasted duck. Side is bread stuffing, and dessert is apple crisp. And that's a plate you can definitely assemble. So yeah, just by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Could do that. All right, so I, with my last pick, I have an appetizer. And I feel like shrimp cocktail and deviled eggs was kind of what we always had. But I'm going to pick something that I'm going to get a lot of shit for because we've never had it on Thanksgiving. But it's a good appetizer. Buffalo chicken dip. It's a Super Bowl thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's Christmas and it's a Super Bowl, but it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah good buffalo chicken dip. And I need I, I picked it because I needed a bird. <laughs> I think a better dip for Thanksgiving is the spinach artichoke. With the bread bowl. Yeah, with the bread bowl. Yeah. I mean I'm surprised like other apps, cheese and crackers, like delicious. Oh, little stuff. I had peppers, the hot peppers too. Oh yeah, the cherry peppers. Pick cheese and crackers. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> better. Yeah, like a charcuterie board or something like that. Not even just fucking some gym. Leave his name out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I laugh. I wasn't expecting the bleep. It's yeah, funny. yeah. Just give me some cheddar chunks and some pepperoni. That's so you gotta peel the paper off of it. Yeah, and some crackers, and I'm happy. Damn, I did not pick that. I'm staying. <clears throat> All right, I have a side left. There's a lot of ways I can go here because the traditionals are all on the board. If this were a TikTok poll, I would take mashed potatoes. I don't really like mashed potatoes, but traditional. So I mashed potatoes. I was just um, watching a little Instagram clip. The right, the way to make better mashed potatoes well, is milk. So. Yeah, well, in the milk. That's all the way you think about that too. Yeah, what the fuck? What is is that? That? You <laughs> the potatoes in milk instead of water. Yeah, when you're cooking them, and then you use. And then you don't strain it. You just use that with uh, the milk. There's a. There's also a. Infomercial I've seen with one of the uh, Food Network chefs, and he is an advocate for cooking potatoes in like a microwave safe container. The same idea, like you're not dumping water, so everything of the potato stays yeah, in the right? and, and like that flavor, whatever nuance is in there. 
So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right. Microwave potatoes is crazy because setting the microwave past like six minutes feels like it'll light your house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> feels illegal. And a potato holds heat like no other food. Yeah. So microwave potatoes just on fire. Thumbs up. <laughs> but I'm not going mashed potatoes because I prefer squash. So squash, I know this is popular. Hipster curses. Yeah. Jeez, you don't. But Gravy, I was thinking gravy maybe. I didn't, but then my plates, like, there's no fucking, there's no fucking stew. gravy. But just the classic butternut or honey nut squash. Just an orange mash. Do you do brown sugar in there or do you just go like salt? So, depending on the squash, like the honey nut squash is the best squash I've ever had. It's sweet enough where you can just bake it and eat it plain. And it's the honey nut you just cut in half, scoop the seeds out, put it yeah. face down on a half sheet mm -hmm. baking pan, and just roast that bitch. Yeah. Into it. And then you just baby squash, you do the same thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, squash, when done right, is just more flavorful potatoes. So why wouldn't you just eat squash? In my mind. Same thing with like sweet potatoes, sweet mashed potatoes. Mashed yeah, potatoes. it's healthier for you for sure. Because like mashed potatoes, I mashed like it, but it's these sour cream. Like I feel like potatoes take so much additives to be flavorful because it's yeah. kind of bland that like there's a lot of butter there's a lot of sour cream there's, there's a lot not of a lot of butter there is a staggering amount of yeah to oh. get any type of flavor yeah. and then salt it's like yeah absolutely <laughs> and everything's white so you're like is that yeah. enough i don't know and then and then if you overdo it you have liquid potatoes yeah yeah which we all know sometimes you follow box instructions <laughs> and the potatoes come how about soup instant soup. potatoes what are those I like it's dehydrated flakes. Yeah, yeah. flakes. I'm not, I like I like They're pretty good. You have Even the microwave potatoes are dramatic. No, I, I don't eat it very often, but like potato every now and then I'll get Yeah. <laughs> every now and then I'll be going down the aisle and I'm like, oh, stuffing in a box? Yep. Potatoes in a box. Stuffing yeah. in a box takes five seconds to make. Yeah, you just heat Fun. water. It takes some time to the water and you dump it's it. It's like in. half a cup. So it just, it's, gonna be <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good though. That's like, like first, yeah. yeah. Couscous? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's like you just breathe. <laughs> 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 All right. So just to recap, Chris, yeah, I had appetizer, deviled egg, turkey is my main, squash is my side, pecan or pecan pie is my dessert. I had uh, lasagna as my main. My side was cranberry sauce. <laughs> A good combo. My appetizer was buffalo chicken dip, and my dessert was pumpkin pie. That's terrible. That is other than cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, for me, I did there. I did trip cocktail for my app, duck, roasted <laughs> duck for my main, uh, stuffing for my side, and apple crisp for dessert. I think my dish is probably the best. Yeah, traditionally, the fucking apple crisp. <laughs> Very good. So that was um, reptile draft of Thanksgiving dishes. Hopefully, maybe we should do this. Maybe uh, this week instead of Pizza Friday, we do Thanksgiving Thursday. Wow. We send a picture of your plate, your your favorite app, main, side, or dessert, and just tag team with each other. Yeah, I want to see what we're going to So that's uh, <laughs> to you. John's going to have a lasagna. Yeah, so head on over Better. to X if you want to uh, participate in that. Head on over to X um, and then just tag at TMT Shellcast. I will say, my main is included in a palindrome. Yeah, I could conclude mine if I thought. Go hang a salami on the lasagna hog. That's crazy. 
the same turkey. It was turkey. I'll think of one later. All right, so back to the episode recap. We've got, at this point, the transport module popping up into the channel stick. So we see the full white screen of the fountain with the transport module emerging from that is Super Bebop, Mighty Rocksteady, and Shredder. So Shredder basically tells the cybernetic robots to stop the turtles. And this is where, were they saying stomp? The turtles okay. they initially said yeah stop they were chanting stop the turtles and it turned into stomp yep how did that happen Naturally, why did it was happen? just yeah rock mighty rock steady just yeah. was like stomp the turtle they're just amping each other up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stopping on water right yeah they were came out it was funny because they landed incorrectly even though it was still it was fake bebop and rock steady yeah they came out of the fountain Shredder told them to stop the turtles, and they just started hyping themselves up, stomping around like yeah, they gave me hella fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, <clears throat> um, while they're there in the lobby, stomping the turtles, Shredder climbs the. He goes up. He goes into the elevator. This is where this was actually kind of funny, and I think it's relatable because he like pushes the button, which is crazy because it's the first floor. Yeah. So, so they um, came down and then yeah, into the parking garage and in the basement. Perhaps, yeah, yeah it could mm -hmm. be that. But either way, he pushes the button, the door's open, there's already people on the elevator. So they're either coming down and he's not letting them out, or they're going down and he's riding down to the toilet. Either way, he gets in the elevator and it's that awkward, like, oh, <laughs> I'm just going to squeeze in the elevator. So he gets in and he's in the front with the mesmerizer wrapped around. And today, actually, as I was coming to John's, John, John's residence. <laughs> I almost got off on the wrong floor. <clears throat> you're not like you're looking at your phone. You hit first floor. The doors open. You just assume you're at the first floor, but it's instead somebody else coming on. That me. So I felt like this was relatable for my experience. In that situation, because I've gotten off, I just pretend like I meant to yeah. and wait for the next elevator to come. I'm not going to go back. Yeah, if you step out of the elevator, you're committed. You have to yeah. walk down the hall as if you. On that floor, if you just go to take a step and then I so here's the thing about elevators. I feel like I said this before. It always has the floor on like the inner frame when the doors open. So just double check before you step off. Yeah. I never I never do that. I just go. Well if you do that, you just <clears throat> take a step out, look to the side. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll say this. <clears throat> if you if you're in an elevator, take your back. No. You have to be aware of what is on your back. Unless you're uh, like, if you're standing against the wall, you don't need to. Yeah, I agree. But if you're, if there's other people, take it off so that yeah. you're. And then also, when you are, you guys might not because you're not men of business. <laughs> when you're in a big office building, such as me, and you are going down, and the elevator comes down, and there's people in it there's already too many people in it and then if the door opens you look and then you just have to stare at the people it's like because there's no space to get on it's like what do you i would say in, the the in the elevator always say something and the person outside is like all right yeah i guess i'll get the next one i have volunteered but i'm that happens to me i said i'll get the next one there's no i'm never in such a rush that i need to cram myself into an already full elevator yeah just take the next one I like the buildings that have like the high floor and the low floor elevators that are divided. So, like those high, mm -hmm. does yours have that? Yeah. Yeah. So, if not you're, only do we have that, 
Sorry. Just told us. I know it's the atrium. They go to the wrong floor. Yeah, they've at odd and even. You have two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that as well. It does help with efficiency, but it can be confusing, like getting on the elevator. Once you figure it out, you're good for the week. But what I've seen a lot now is there's like six or seven elevators, like A, B, C, D, E, F. That would be six. And you just go up to a touchscreen and you push the floor that you want to go yeah. to, and it tells you what elevator to go to. Yeah. So I, just, like hits the, I just saw that recently, maybe in the last few. <clears throat> Which is nice. Great. You should make an elevator that goes around the building. Why? Tell them that's going to press. Tell them I'm moving south. Yeah, but like, say you're going, like, I mean, you're in a big building <clears throat> and you're going to the fourth floor, we got to get to the other side. No. Great idea. <laughs> and it would be called. What we want is the last elevator. Or it's levitator. Horizontal here. Yeah. Transport. Yeah. Anyway, so we get that awkward um, elevator scene. This and this is where I'm like, where the fuck are the turtles? Yeah, they're literally. Pizza. This is like what you're supposed to be preventing. Yeah. And they come yeah. up in the transport module. Way. And, he, and Shredder takes an elevator to the top. Yeah. What are you doing? Sure, I forgot about the turtles at that point, to be honest. Yeah. I was just stupefied. Even April, right? Like, there's nobody in the lobby, like, scoping out. So, regardless, and here's the other thing. If the turtles are wearing their disguises, why can't they be in Channel 6? Because nobody is supposed to be able to recognize them anyway. It's a very good point. Yeah, very good point. That was very just hungry with the turtles. Yeah. So, anyway, so he gets on. He goes up to the roof um, to set up the mesmerizer. Meanwhile, uh, the turtles are in the pizza place, and I feel like they're watching TV or or – how is this? Oh, no, no, they're not watching TV. They're eating the pizza, and then they're noticing that the workers are flinging dough at each other as if they were child children. So Mikey points it out, and he's like, something's weird here. I think that's when they start to piece it together that, oh, Shredder must have returned, and that the mesmerizer, the mind control device, has been reactivated. Crane is way back in the technodrome with Bebop and Rock, like regular Bebop and Rock City. And he's like reading a computer screen and assessing the mesmerizer's function from a distance. He's like, something's weird here. It looks like it must have been damaged, is what he says. Right? Yeah. And then what happens next, Chris? So then he's talking to Shredder, I think. Because Shredder, he figures out that Bebop and Rock City. Yeah, because they're like tiptoeing away, aren't they? Yeah, so I think he's talking to Shredder. Or he calls Shredder and he's like, Shredder, did you change the settings on the mesmerizer? And Shredder goes, no, only an idiot would do that. And he goes, oh, only a complete idiot. Bebop rock steady. That's how it yeah. so. so they're trying to tiptoe away. So that's where we find out the mesmerizer has been damaged. It's confirmed with Krang and Shredder. Um, and Shredder realizes it because he's on... I think he might, might be back in Channel 6 now. He's trying to command the zombies to obey. Like, I believe it's burning is walking by or something, and he's, like, crying about... He yeah. wants to watch TV. Yeah, he wants to watch TV. Burn is trying to change his channel to cartoons. It's chaos. Um, kind of like my house right now. <laughs> I really didn't know what was going on. Yeah, when they start flinging pizza dough. Yeah. Know, Wait, well, not. until they said they're babies, I didn't piece it together. Yeah. Um, so Shredder can't command the zombies. So something is going on here where not only is it changed from I command, you command, we obey, um, 
but they won't obey whatsoever, and it's the children piece. So ultimately, everyone has been warped back to their childhood, essentially. Uh, the turtles, they see, they, so they step outside because they're like, what's going on? I think Raph points it out. He sees at the very top of Channel 6 the glow from the mesmerite, and they head into the building. Yeah, they're just like too little, too late, maybe. Yeah. What did we do? It's a big red shining ball on the top of Channel 6. Yeah. Yeah. And so Super Bebop and Rocksteady greet them in the lobby. And as an aside, I don't think we got any fight music this entire episode. Or did we? Uh, I didn't know. I don't remember yeah. any of those. I don't think they do. But either way, we have the first interaction and somewhat of a fight. So. Um, ultimately, Super Bebop and Mighty Rock City, they pull off this giant globe that's sitting in the lobby of Channel 6, and one of them kicks it as if it were a soccer ball to the entrance, which then forced the turtles to retreat out of the building. Yeah. Notable, great animation on the spinning doors. Yeah. Well, I noticed when they came in, I'm like, oh, that was a nice little <laughs> yeah, like little, little ass totally thing. Um, yeah, so that's that happens there, and and the turtles realize pretty quickly, um, like we're not gonna be able to overcome their strength. We need to figure out a different way to get up to the mesmerizer. Meanwhile, this is where Crane um, and Shredder realize that Bebop and Rocksteady screwed up. So this is where the call comes in after that scene. The turtles. Um, Use their suction cups. So, what were these called? We've seen these before. Yeah, I think they're just. I call them the turtle suction cups. Yeah. So the suction cups, which we saw, I think in season one or two, um, where they have hand cups and then on their knees. I still don't understand why they're on their knees, but they are. Um, they're starting to scale the building, and they feel like a tremor. Essentially, is what I would describe. And then, what? Where do they see John on the ground? They see. A transport module. No, they don't. Where do they see? They see Super Bebop. Oh, yeah. They're shaking the building, right? Yeah, yeah their shoulder like yeah. ran into the building trying to knock it over. Did so, you watch the episode? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of watch. They, so I guess what we're saying is if there were tw- if there were 10 Bebops and 10 Rock Steadies, they'd be able to shake a building. Yeah. Bebop and Rock Steady, they're like, they're really strong. Yeah. There's been a couple of episodes where they've done like incredible strength. Incredible strength. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's pretty good. Damn. Yeah, shout out Frank. So they shake it so much so that the turtles suction off of yeah. the building. So they fall off, take a tumble from a handful of stories in the air. Um, and I don't recall what happens next. Do we have a cutscene here? So, yeah, we go back to the technodrome. Yeah, and the frames. Trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah. So this is where Crad lost on Crane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all this shit he did. So let's set it up for the listening audience. So they fall, the turtles fall off. We get a cutscene back to the Technodrome. Crane is essentially giving Bebop and Rock City one more chance to redeem themselves after breaking the mesmerizer and screwing up the planet floor. So he asks them to retrieve a schematic disk for the mesmerizer to essentially reprogram it, fix it. Um, and to bring it to Shredder for repair. What, I don't remember exactly what he asked, but there's, it pans to a desk with colorful drawers. <laughs> yeah. Which, at face value, actually isn't a bad idea. Like, there's an orange, blue, yeah, It's like a blue desk with a red drawer, a yellow drawer, like a green. Yeah. 
So color-coded, which makes a lot of sense, but the commands that he gives to be Bob and Rocksteady, maybe not the easiest to follow even for me because I don't remember, but he essentially says like, go to the blue drawer and get the yellow disc or something of that nature. Like, yeah, go to the blue desk and the red drawer and get the yellow disc. Yeah. But there's two red drawers. No, there's like, yeah, it's very, and it's like, you don't have to say blue desk, just go to the yellow yeah. drawer and get the whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, The command is given, uh, and they forget immediately. They walk over, they open the wrong drawer. A million discs. <laughs> like it was, it's what were those things, the packing peanuts, where you open the can and the yeah, it basically was that. Yeah. And it's a rainbow of of floppy discs. Yeah, essentially that fly out. Bebop and Rocksteady are essentially like, just grab one of them, it'll be good enough, and we'll get out of here. And they hop into the transport module and they head topside. You gotta, it's like, what are you doing? Especially what ends up, we'll find out what ends up being on the disc, but with such sensitive information, like make sure it's the right one. Or just go over there yourself yeah. and it to them. Like that's what I don't get. He yeah. wasn't, it's not like he's like, hey, go to the 35th floor of the Titan drop and grab this thing in my closet. It was like a pan from 20 feet away. Yeah. Or double check at the very least before yeah. they go. So shout out to Crane for having a fucking system. <laughs> but it was when he pointed over, I'm like, this isn't dad, where dad would like be standing next to the fridge and say, like, get the creamer for me. Yeah. I'm like, you're right there. Yeah. Just great. Yeah. Um, so we're led to believe they grabbed the wrong disc. Um, they even say, like, whatever, they're all the same at this point. Like, yeah. Grab and we've seen what they think about floppy disk before, because it was a debuff that, like, inserted it backwards. Yeah, it was crammed it into yeah. the, um, the hologram when they had the hologram, like, line walk. Yeah. So clearly they could benefit from, like, CDs even instead of floppy disks. I also don't fault Bebop and Rock City here, because they're just like, you bench me. Yeah. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to save the day. You think yeah. I'm going to help you out after you bench me? <laughs> It's true. Fuck him. And like, how, yeah, how is Crane's drawer loaded that it just opens yeah. and flies out? Yeah, what's on those discs? I don't know, but for being from Dimension X with all this advanced technology, how are they still using discs? Yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking is you have all this mind control stuff, but you're still storing information on floppy disks? That's a good point. That not the couldn't think of something more yeah, guess, advanced. Yeah. But that was the future. Just a bigger floppy disk. Yeah, it's like, wow, this, let's make it solid. <laughs> well, that'd be so floppy. So at this point, um, they have topside. They emerge in the transport module right next to the turtles, who are just standing like in the street in awe. No, they had fallen off the building. They're regrouping like in the alleyway. But the Bob and Rock City, like, they cross paths as if they wouldn't see each other yeah. or something. Or maybe it was the disguise. I don't know, but either way, they're running into the Channel 6 building through the front doors. And what do we get next here, John? So what we get is a weapon toss from Raphael. He was loose with the size. This yeah. episode. For, first of two tosses, yeah. right? Don't, yeah. yeah. Throws, <clears throat> so Bebop Mark said he go running through the front door. And Raph throws his size, perfectly wedging them in between, which that's just, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in a revolving door, and they're and Raph is like, "Hey, you got to tell us like what's going on." And you're like, "Give us the details." And like, no, we're not going to tell you that. We're, they basically spill the beans that they're bringing this disc to. Yeah, we're not going to tell you that we have a disc that we're trying to bring to Shredder to reprogram. Yeah. 
buzzer. So then eventually the disc comes flying out the door of the turret. Yeah, I think Donnie takes the bow staff and like, because it's the it's the rotary, I don't know what you call those, revolving door. revolving door, I think, yeah. is what it seemed like to me. And so Donnie goes in there and he basically like hits oh, yeah. the panel and it shoots Bebop and Rocksteady into the lobby, but then the disc comes flying out. Um, unbeknownst to Bebop and Rocksteady. So they, so the turtles have the disc, Bebop and Rocksteady are inside the lobby, Shredder's on the rooftop, and what happens next is the turtles go back to the turtle van, load the disc into Donnie's computer to see what's on it. And what do we, what's on it, Chris? So what ends up being on it is not the schematics to the Mesmerizer, but instead the schematics to Mighty Bebop, Super Bebop, and Mighty Rocksteady. Yeah. So the worst case scenario is yeah. here's how we can alter these super mutants that are in the building. Uh, and, oh, by the way, we took it from Bebop and Rocksteady, so they're going to go up to Shredder with absolutely nothing. So it seems like when the Turtles are, is building here, when Bebop gets to the rooftop, uh, what does he do? He snacks the spire with like a wrench. Is that what's happening here? Because Shredder commands them to go up and load the disc, essentially, right? Yeah. So Shredder had gotten down at one point. Yeah. I think when he was looking, when he went down to talk to Burn or whoever. Yeah. And then he he makes them climb up to fix it. Yeah. It's like a pipe wrench. And we know Bebop was a disc. Yeah, I know, but they don't realize that at this point. So yeah. they, they go to climb up. Was it Bebop that was Spoots from the height before? Rockstead. Rockstead. One of them. Bebop originally was. So yeah, but they get up there, and then Bebop has a wrench at this point, and he's like, Rocksteady, hand me the disc. <laughs> and Rocksteady's like, oh, no, I don't have the disc. I must have dropped it. And that's when I think he smacks the pipe out of frustration, um, and it alters, like, the mesmerizer again. That oh, must yeah. be a loose screw, because then everyone starts acting like animals, like cats and dogs, I think, right? They go to dogs, yeah. yeah the second they go to dogs. So if they go from kids to dogs, and it's just chaos, because... Nothing is working according to Crank's plan. So he's frustrated. Church frustrated. Donnie emerges, and he has a remote to now control the super mutants in the lobby. So they run through the lobby. He freezes them, and then like a yellow bubble around their head. Yeah, it like zaps them. Pretty cool looking remote. Yeah, right? remote control that he had. Good job. But he freezes them and then reprograms them into what job? Uh, <laughs> what do, what is it? They're like dan dancers. Yeah, he turns them and they yeah. start like dancing around. Ballet dancers. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember this at all. Ballet dancers? Yeah, it's some sort of dance. Not ballet, but like there's some sort of choreographed dance. Yeah. Dancing. I don't I just watched <laughs> this again this morning. I don't remember the set. Yeah, I think he says lead dancers or something. So, um, so they're taken care of and um, occupied. Turtles go up to the rooftop, and this is where we get the second side toss from Ralph. So he laser beams his size and knocks the mesmerizer off the spire, off the antenna. And <clears throat> it explodes. And I thought it exploded for good, but apparently it, a puff of explosion happens. Yeah. And it still <laughs> falls to the ground where I think, I, don't, I forget who retrieves it, Bebop or Rocksteady, one of them. Yeah. yeah. I in their hand, right? Yeah. Or no, no. He, does he throw the spire? I think this is what happens. 
He throws it, hits the antenna. The whole thing collapses because the wrench had weakened or something had happened. It weakened the antenna. And Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady are all on it, and it falls off the building, right? Yeah, I'm making this up. I don't think it falls off the building. Right? They land on a piece. They land on a car. They fall all the way down the building. The entire building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like dead. I don't remember this part. Yes. (laughs) I don't remember this. Yeah, no, this actually happened. I remember it. It actually happened. So, yeah. So, Wrath cascades. The whole thing falls like dominoes. They hit the ground. Yeah, smash onto a piece. I don't think Shredder was up there, though. Yeah, the, so the reason it fell is because Shredder went up the antenna and it was too heavy and it crumbled. Yeah. Oh, because they couldn't figure it out and he's like, oh, come yeah. up there. Yeah. Come up there. Yeah. So they crashed on the ground. I thought the mesmerizer had exploded. It hadn't yet. It falls to the ground. Or no. We're getting out of work. This is what's we're running the yeah. I know, we're running the show. My notes aren't making sense. So Rash throws the size again, knocks the mesmerizer off, and it explodes. Donnie notices Shredder's amulet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're on the rooftop, not on the not on the ground at this point. Donnie notices yeah. Shredder's amulet. He he like pogo sticks and rips it off his um, rips it off his, his person. Yep. Him as a person, which exposes him to the mesmerizer's function yeah. and he turns into a monkey mm-hmm. yeah because it gets rattled again it changes color yeah because it to the side mm-hmm. falling off yeah which we didn't color. mention by the way shredder got his ass kicked by the baby version of the channel six news crew yeah he did when they were babies like he went in the lobby he's like what's going on and they're like tripping on and like yeah oh yeah like in the shin by burning yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah so he it's been a rough go for Shredder and company, but he turns into a monkey essentially and runs away with the mesmerizer to the spire. That's what happens. Yeah. So he climbs it. Bebop and Rocksteady run up there to try to get it or get him, retrieve him, retrieve the mesmerizer. That's when this the antenna breaks. They all fall off, hit the ground, the mesmerizer explodes, and it breaks now the trance, the mind control that everyone's been on. Everybody returns to normal. And in the final scene, we get another pizza, which is what? I have it here. Marshmallow and asparagus. Yeah. yeah. So we earlier we had pickled herring and caramel fudge. And here we have marshmallow and asparagus. But didn't the Bebops blow up? Super Bebop and Rocksteady exploded at one point. Did that? Because there's a point where like they're, they're standing, and then the mesmerizer is between them. And the mesmerizer fake explodes, and then they real explode. They definitely explode. <laughs> Something, yeah, they get taken care of. I don't know. I mean, we they all explode. watched the, the episode, but I think we were so amped on the in-person thing. We yeah. Don't know detail. Yeah. <laughs> detail. Uh, either way, the toy, uh, the toys <clears throat> spoil the plans. The toys, uh, spoil the plan. Ultimately, um, stop the mesmerizer from functioning and. Bebop, Rocksteady, and Splinter fail once again. And that's the end of the episode, essentially. Yeah. So, all in all, pretty good. Like, yeah. action-packed. Kind of kind of went off the rails with the Mesmerizer and all the stuff, but overall, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, middle of the road for me. I like the, I like, uh, the new Bebop and Rocksteady, but the Channel 6, like, turning them into dogs and monkeys, I think it's that part. Swing from chandeliers. But we got Kang back. We have 
yeah, the full bad guy villain force in full effect, and the turtles maybe sleeping a little bit on the job, but getting it done when it counts. Yeah, it was a big episode for the villains. I feel like the turtles, April, Splinter, they all played like a pretty minor role. It seems. Yeah. Well, yeah, Splinter does what he does best, like. I have this feeling that it's Shredder and Krang and then just disappears for the rest of the episode. Yeah, at least, like, I get if you look at it, Krang is the equivalent to Splinter. Krang's doing a lot more than Splinter's doing. Yeah. yeah. Splinter, like, offers some advice sometimes and then you don't ever see it. Splinter was active in season one. Yeah, but he would always mess everything up. He'd get captured, like, every yeah. time he went out there. Maybe that's why he's just staying in the lair now. He's like, I've been captured two or three times by Shredder. Cool. Yeah. You think the show's been fuck, man? Frames out here. Where the hell is Splinter? Give us some hope. Yeah. Uh, in any event, that ends the episode recap. So we'll jump into Turtleisms. Cowabunga! And I hosted the episode. Therefore, I didn't write them down. But there were some good ones. There were. Heard that perked my ears. So yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I was very busy on pizza. Yeah. So I have a list here. Uh, assembled. Did I miss some? Maybe because it was a little haste, hastily assembled. So I got here. Well, we don't have to go through <laughs> But number one, check it out, dudes. That was from Mikey. Shredder had a moronic mutants. This one I liked from Leo. Guess again, double ugly. Mm-hmm. That's what he called Bob and Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah. Zonked out zombies. That was Rocksteady. Vern made an appearance. No, Burn made an appearance with slimy reptiles. Oh, the yeah. first one to call them reptiles correctly, by the way. It's been a while, but then they were offended because we were like, we're, turtles aren't slimy. Yeah, that's what Donnie said. He said, I'm not going to stand here and take that. We're not slimy. Um, turtle Hash, that was Raphael. Raph. Mondo Weirdness from Mikey. Scope that out. And Maximum Wipeout. That's what I think. Yeah, I like the scope. Scope that yeah. out. Nice. Yeah, also, I also get a freaking cowbunga. Oh, yeah, it's been a while for that too. But they were, yeah, it's stunk, really. We had a lot though, so they even out to like one an episode. I feel yeah, like. yeah. All right, well, that's turtleism. So, do you need to do any? I thought you were writing them. I know. What was that Chris saying he was doing? I was doing them when I got here because I didn't, yeah, for not, yeah, unbelievable. I usually do, but I do. And you know what? I, the whole we were driving here, I was like, what if I just didn't do them? Like, John probably did them. This could be the first one yeah. time where that's gonna happen. Like advanced fate, yeah. Well, John's bringing very little to the turtle. Yeah, that was what made me do it. I'm like, John, <laughs> not a turtle guy, Andy's hosting, so I was like, he has now. If he doesn't, yeah. Want to Other do than like the first season, I have been on turtle loops all the time. It's I've just you, I've, I've developed a reputation for not doing them because you never did them. Yeah, for like five times, and that was it. I was. You had one where you did two, like a stretch where you did two turtles, like back to back episodes. And then since then, it's been, I mean, you've contributed. No, yeah. Go look at the record. I'm, I've been <laughs> very good. Well, Amen. Thanks for uh, turtles. Uh, that brings us now to the film power ranking. Chris, <clears throat> you want to pull it up? No, I could do it off the dome. Did you? Uh, maybe. No, I don't think you can. I want to do this again. I'm not going to look in the screen. So, one, I'm going to go right in order if I get one wrong. I'm not, not going to. Number one, Shrek. Number two, Crane. Number three. <laughs> wow. Three is 
the rent key? Wrong. Damn. Is it Bebop and Rocksteady? Yes. Yep. Three Bebop and Rocksteady, four Baxter, five Rat King, six Foot Soldiers, seven Rock Soldiers, eight the Vault of Crown Syndicate, nine Dragon Grantor, ten Brick. Yes. So new villains, I think we've got Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady as on here. I, do they make a comeback, Andrew? No, this is their okay. sole appearance. So they're right, right, to the, the right to the graveyard. So I will do that if I can figure out. That's tough. Like, frankly, you can't reassemble these guys. Yeah. Wow, remember the Mutant Bowl? I hated that episode. Yeah, and while you're doing it, I'll just confirm, but I'm like 99.9% sure that they don't return. Let's just see here. Dump 1000. Super Rocksteady. Super Bebop. Super Rocksteady and Mighty Bebop. But Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. It's a, it's a team of team. Wow. What was that? A cinematic um, <laughs> vehicle? Um, <laughs> yeah, only occurs in the one. So. Okay. So they were straight to the graveyard, RIP. Rip. So now we, I think that's all we have, right, for new villains. Correct. So, yep. so now it's just to the normal power rankings. Forward, yeah. So no, I think foot soldiers, rock soldiers, didn't make an appearance. Neither did the Rat King, surprisingly, or Baxter. Those are just the top three. Yeah. So Shredder one, two, Crane three, Bebop and Rocksteady. Maybe we start with Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, do they have to go down? Okay. A lot of messing up. Is they? So they messed up like six yeah, different ways. Did. I know. If you get replaced, like you have to go. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. So Question is, down. how far down did they go? Just one or the two? I was tempted to put Baxter in the right. That's what I'm saying. I think so. Okay. So, wow, yeah. that's a big drop. They got benched and they came off the bench and then messed up. So, they moved to five, which pushes Rat King to four and Baxter to three. I feel like this Tango, like they go up, they go down. They yeah. Go, they yeah. Down. Like, I like it. Yeah. All right. So, that's there. Mm -hmm. Now, currently, it's Crayon two, Shredder one. Are we inverting that? I mean, did Crayon do enough? Do it was a pretty big gap, I feel like. But an incredible plan by Crane. Great inventions. Yeah, good plan. Absolutely. Like Shredder, obviously, let's see. I think Crane did really, it was a great comeback. I said it at the top. Shredder, I don't think, messed up. Like, he did well as well. I don't think he did. Because one, I mean, if you want to give him the delegation, whatever. The, the Channel 6 News Group beating him up is really what I was like. This is the supervillain. He got kicked in the shin on his armored shin, and he was like taken out Injured. by baby versions of Channel President Parent here. What are your thoughts on Shredder getting whooped by I mean, kids? When there's multiple kids, <laughs> it's hard to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> but I do think, yeah, that wasn't a good look. But ultimately, most of the mess up was Bebop and Rock City this episode. Yeah, and you can blame, we can have the debate of who's ultimately making the call, but outside of that, like Shredder himself in, the, in that scene with the kids, he didn't really do a whole lot of messing up. Was I, it yeah, I think he underutilized like, Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady too. 
Like, he just leave that and sit. Like, he said, stop. Like, he basically just put him on guard duty. I know, but he, and as a true, he's like, I am here with Yeah. Let's go. And he did it. I would say, I well, would have, he was I told to do it. I would have put Crane number one if he had not been so. The disc, yeah, with the discs that really did because he not only did he not give the right skills, yeah. he gave away the schematics to his super villains. Well, he didn't, yeah. I mean, if you want to <laughs> assign that task, he basically did what he buried Shredder for, yeah. which is assign a simple task to be up and wrong state. Not, but it's a simple task, but it's a of critical importance. The stats, yes, but I would like, I don't think he. I mean, is he standing there watching this all happen? I guess he didn't know they took the. Bebop and Rocksteady schematic. But you gotta make sure. Uh, what else are you doing? You're just looking. <laughs> Go I think that, yeah, it. that's the tough part. But yeah. So I, I would say would have been number one had he not done that. Because all the others were pluses this episode for I'm fine with him number two. Yeah. Maybe Close, just yeah. closer, but I don't know if either of them did anything to really shake it up. I just remember I meant to mention this earlier. At one point he walks with his arms. He's straight. walking, yeah, he's like pacing back and forth. And, yeah. and the uh Bingering is just walking around like this. Yeah, I know. I've made a note of that too. It was like crazy. <laughs> he's like airplaning around. Yeah. <laughs> he's giving instructions to people. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, not a very eventful villain power ranking. Uh, Chris, you want to read us through where it's been? Yeah. Uh, so same as always. Shredder one, Granny two, Backstrom was up three, the Wrecking was up four, Bebop and Rocksteady fall to five, and then Foot Soldiers, Rock Soldiers, Fivaldi Crime Syndicate. Dragon Granitor and Thrip out of the top ten. Which like who's on the bench right now? Is there anyone on the bench? I feel like Fripp, those guys at the oh, bottom. Close out. Yeah, there are. We gotta start. Something's gonna happen. Devin, Dragon Granitor haven't been around in I know. I I think I mentioned this last episode that we're finally gonna get some more villains and some like these next stretch of episodes here are really Good. I mean, we got a new villain. They don't recur, but at least we got something this episode. So we'll work our way up. Um, so that's the villain power ranking. Now we're going to move to the pizza poll results. And I feel like I didn't vote again, so I'm just going to check that real quick here. Um, but uh, who can remind us of the question and the... Yes, I will. Okay, perfect. The question was, what is something that you like better when it's big? What's something that's better when it's big? I think. What is something you like when it's big? Is the question. What the question was. Is that your question or the question? That was the question. Andrew said, "Your your end." He said, "End of year bonus." I put year end because it yeah. got cut off. And Chris said, "A booty." <laughs> a yeah. dong. Which, as we will see, was quite dominating. There was only 28 votes this time, but 22 of them went to booty. Wow. So, Chris. Listen, I said that I was going for the win on the poll. Yeah, and you did. Yeah, and you did. I called my shot. Not surprised. I still would pick your end bonus. As I said, that was going to be my answer. Yeah. Uh, But congratulations. Rigging the poll, yeah, and I uh, like the little. If you haven't checked it out, go to TikTok and TMT Showcast. You should vote in the poll. In fact, kind of a, a low recently. Has it been timing or what? I don't. Yeah, I think the algorithms. 
<laughs> I put no. I posted this one Thursday uh, evening, like prime yeah, time. The usual time. It's just yeah. It's just yeah. I don't know. If it gets John, up. you do a good job too of trying to game the system where you put the whatever popular song. Yeah. Yeah. So I think some of it's on that. Like some things just yeah, take off more than others. Yeah, it is what it is. But the yeah. So you should mm -hmm. vote one uh, to be an active listening audience member. But two, it's good graphics. Like it's every time I'm like, this is good because there's little. I call them. Sprite gifs, 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 some people call them. There's sprites, yeah. there's music, there's like a lot of stuff happening. So you should go check it out. Yeah, the guy's shaking his butt. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> boost, I think. Yeah, I so I was the song I was gonna put was Sir Mix a Lot, yeah, but I, was like, I can't, yes, yeah, yeah, it's too biased. Exactly. So. Or then I was gonna do I Want Money. Yeah. Did you think like Think Big from Doug? No, I don't. it's funny when I said it on the episode, yeah. But, they do. Yeah, I, I can put it in the audio if I want. Did you? The one I put was a little Christmas themed, and it was, she was talking about how I like big snowballs. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I did that. So we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, we've gotten all the way up to like 200, almost 300 votes. We've been as little as 20. So it's just, it is what it is. Not yeah. much. Just the algorithm. So, Andrew. So that sends me back to the poll. It's been a rough stretch. I feel like I was on top of the pizza world for a little while there now chris has reasserted his dominance yeah that's what happens you get up you're riding high so we've all been on a streak yeah of winning yeah. and then you just in pizza hell yeah it's hard to get out of the doghouse it's quite hard so also it's very question dependent it's like the nba it's like a dynasty run yeah. you make your run and then yeah when you're hot you gotta go fall off but notably, chris, and notably chris hasn't stayed true to himself he hasn't yeah we didn't pull answer so i said <laughs> I was eating so much pizza that I'd do whatever it took not to go back there again. I had to eat pizza today despite winning. <laughs> so, um, but we'll recap notably this episode. No pizza power ups. <laughs> it's now two episodes. Yes. Yeah. So I thought about that because we have a lot of pizza power ups. Like if we give out multiple every episode, then we're never going to, it's never going to be an issue of supply. So I was thinking, and I meant to maybe introduce it, but can maybe we can do some like trade-ins or something to like, yeah, like three respins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to recap, you have four respins, one combo slice, one party pizza, one odds maker. John, three respins, two combo slices, a party pizza, and odds maker. I have one respin and or sorry, two respins and two party pizzas. So yeah, I would be up for an exchange, maybe a two to one to get to the next level. So two respins equals a combo slice. Two combo slices equals a party pizza. Yeah, something. Maybe we'll maybe we'll flush that out. Yeah, over this next week. Or we start taking them away for incorrect answers. Yeah, could be. Yeah, maybe you have to pay a penalty or something. Or it's capped up like you can only have one of each. Or I don't know how. Yeah, but we'll figure it out either way. A lot on the board. Maybe we'll use them today. Maybe we won't. But they're important because if you're new to Team and T Shellcast, the pizza power ups allow you to alter. The outcome of the pizza wheel, which I will be spinning now. Yes. And as we know, two pizzas from this episode, two really disgusting ones, just to recap briefly. We had the marshmallow and asparagus pizza at the end of the episode, and the pickled herring and caramel fudge pizza mm. from the beginning of the episode. That one, God bless whoever gets that. Yeah. And hopefully it's not me, um, but they are on the board. All right, so we have the pizza time wheel.
yours truly will be spinning. Chris just ran through the list of power-ups, any to be used pre-spin. No. Uh, there's a lot. So <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm John. You and John are gonna be eating whatever this is. Party pizza. All right. So Chris is a party pizza. That means what? John and I are. What? Because I want to get rid of it. <laughs> eating together. Um, no, the mystery of using it could be good. This might work out for you. It could be, but I could also. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces on the board. A lot of them are bad. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, a lot of them are disgusting. But I wouldn't mind one for interpretation, like garbage pizza. Mm. I mean, we have some of these, like a uh, hot plate special, like a lot of two interpretation. I think those are fun. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm done with fish on my pizza. <laughs> I don't want to do it. There's so many. There's a bunch of anchovies. There's people herring now. It, it, it's like shrimp. <laughs> shrimp sauce. Like, just get it off. Yeah. So. That's where I'm at. I'm going to spin right now. <laughs> the shrimp puff is the most. That's been skipped twice by Wow, you know this big stack right now. Pumpkin seed. Oh, this was uh, the pizzas, yeah. Pumpkin seed pan pizza. Okay. That's a nice seasonal for the, you know? Yeah, you know? <laughs> Fine, Chris, you got a world of hurt. Okay, listen, I like to keep things interesting. We were just talking that everyone's going to surplus. You guys hoard your pizza power ups. You know, I'm going to use a respin. So I got to I gotta pull them out. I got four of them. I got to get rid of some. Even though pumpkin seed pan pizza sounds actually like it'd be good. I just. Yeah, that's, you could be spitting in the face of the pizza bowl. They gave you a decent. I could. I could. Yeah, we have seven respins between us. We can yeah, so here. So we're respinning now. <laughs> oh. A homemade pizza. What? That might be worse. Homemade pizza? What episode was that? Yeah, respin. I I can't make a after Thanksgiving. I can't make a homemade pizza. Yeah, I mean that could just that's just a pizza. You gotta like think. Do we want respin or no? I don't know. You feel like making a homemade one? If you don't, I'm gonna make you. That's bullshit. It should be on the wheel. All right, respin. Who's it coming from? I don't know. So respin now. I mean, I saw stuff for us that would be nice just to do like something simple. Why are we keep getting pumpkin seed? Pan no way, hot... again? Yeah, we're eating it. No, hot chili? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Hot chili, yeah. I'm not like, I'm doing like chili doesn't peppers, not like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chili. I had chili the other day. Can we diarrhea? No, yeah, chili, chili peppers. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, work. <laughs> not great. Yeah. All right. I mean, we might as well not tempt fate and just stick. With, I mean, that was our third spin. It's not. Yeah. You could almost slice if you guys are feeling up for it. I'm not. i considering making you eat pizza too. But <laughs> I might want to save that one. So, hot chili pizza for John and myself. Any other power ups? Good yeah. mind. Okay. So, that will be next episode uh, to eat there. So, 
thanks Ken's ears, I guess, for keep sending me the pizza wheel and for Chris for making John eat with me. Yeah. Is that three in a row you love to eat? Who ate pizza the last episode? Chris or John? Uh, John did. I had a deal well, that. before that. I'm lost. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot of pizza. Uh, I had the, no, you had uh, to. You had garlic. You ate pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about we eat pizza two in a row? Oh, we all went to Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that is the pizza wheel. Um, and now we're going to go right into the pizza bowl question of the week to kind of round out the episode. There are 44. Questions. 44 questions. So let me try to get this one if I uh, can. So Johnny pizza this week. Therefore, he goes first in the pizza poll. I'm eating pizza next week, so I'm exempt. Chris votes second in the poll question. I think we got it, right. Yeah, right. Something of that nature. 44. Is that what you said? 44. Um, Questions. The random num number generator says that we should be reading number 12. Who's to read? All right. So the question is if Andrew reads the question. Technically, because you guys are answering, right? John has seen it, but <laughs> does it matter? Probably not. Uh, questions here. Pizza poll. Number 12. If the purge were real, that was real. Uh, which crime are you committing first? So The Purge, for anyone not familiar, it's a cult movie series where one day a year, anyone can commit any crime, murder, rob, whatever. Um, it's like a free-for-all. Therefore, the other 364 days are mostly crime-free. That's the premise. If it were real, which are you committing first? Who goes first, John? John goes first? Yeah. Well, this is an interesting question because me personally, I'm not going to go like murder, obviously, because I don't really want to, I don't care to murder <laughs> as far as you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, what would I do? Oh, is this like you have to have the, like, if you say any crime, you have the ability to do that? I mean, not really. You as a normal human being can commit whatever crime, but you have to physically do it. It's not like you have stupid hours or whatever. Like yeah. You're leaving your home, which is a big deal in the party yeah. because a lot of people hunker down. Yeah, so if I wanted to steal the King of England's crown, that's unrealistic because I'd never be able to even get in there. I mean, you could try, but okay. yeah. yeah. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, 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 but you may get killed in the process. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go. I'm going just larceny. I want to steal some like cool electronics. You just taking stealing anything? I'm st I'm gonna steal larceny is a crime, right? Technically, yeah, 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 larceny. Uh, what is it? Grand or larceny? What's it like when you steal something over a certain dollar amount? What's that called? Grand theft. Grand theft. So I can't take stealing. No, y'all. <laughs> I'm just going to larceny, stealing. I'm my my thievery. crime will be yeah thievery. That yeah, thievery. thievery. Theft. Thievery. Okay. I think that will play well. John's going. You, you're going to steal electronics. That's your thing. I mean, I can steal whatever I want. Yeah. If 
I need a new TV. Maybe I'll go there. I'm going. So yes, as Andrew had mentioned, going outside is yeah. You don't want to do that because there's just people out there waiting. doing crimes. Yeah. yeah, waiting. It's like a whole hunting thing. And so I'm just gonna go right down the street real quick, maybe in the morning, and <laughs> steal a TV. <laughs> All right. Or whatever I want, really. Yeah. I mean, I'll get a candy bar. <laughs> but someone could stop him if they wanted to. Yeah, someone could just shoot me. Yeah, I think the way, have you seen the movie or no? I had an idea. I thought it was like they were like, basically it's like a post-apocalyptic world for a day where everyone's doing all these crimes, killing each other. It's basically like like a long weekend for 24 hours. You get a friend who is a big purge. Yeah. So wow. they're like, they're they're like, like, like seconds ago, I thought. Like, yeah, so that's the thing is like, you know, at midnight, when the clock strikes midnight or whatever, you have 24 hours and it's just essentially a free for all. So some people are in mass, some people are waiting on the street, just ready to beat people up. Some people are trying to steal stuff. Some people are like, I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to build bunkers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think the idea is that you get, you purge yourself of all these like one day and do whatever you want. Government's not going to do it. It's like advertising. <clears throat> it's like the sirens go off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're stealing stuff. That's pretty general. <laughs> you got a bullshit, but okay. I, I feel yeah. Go ahead. I'll come in. I would say if I'm thinking of this correctly, I would counterfeit. I'd be a counterfeit money person. Why? Because then I could make as much money as I need to buy all that stuff later on. You're gonna <laughs> that. What? <laughs> make I, I I can legally make fake money for a day. No. What you can't <laughs> do the next day you can't use counterfeit money. But I made it during the purge. I know, but it's no one's gonna accept it. Because it's fake. Well, but but it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fine, I'm going for it. You said counterfeit. counterfeit. All right, I'll do counterfeit. I'll rip this counterfeit. <laughs> John basically said, "What would you do? Cry? <laughs> What's left for me? Murder? Like arson? Yeah, I want to kill people. You know, you light stuff on fire. Yeah, I'm a person. I know. But here's the thing: for both those answers, they're awful because <laughs> you're risking your life to steal something. Potentially, I have to. That's the premise of the question. Yeah. No, but no one's gonna kill me for making fake money. I'm just in the corner doing my own thing. It's not a crime to make the fake money. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know if it is or not. Counter- to manufacture, use it. So if somebody gets caught using counterfeit bill, they don't arrest the guy that made it. I think it's what your intent is. <laughs> what the intent? I just, I get what you're saying though. Like it's not a crime to own a still in the United States, but it's a crime to use the still to distill liquor or you know to make. Hard liquor. Yeah, right. I think that's what you're well, saying. Well, to then sell that liquor. If you distribute, if you distribute, yeah. No, to even make it, it's legal. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think for a year, you need to make the money and try to spend it on the purge day. Getting no one's money for the purge. Day. <laughs> <laughs> all this time making money to just go out and take whatever you want. <laughs> but I don't th- what I'm saying is, I couldn't like. <laughs> I don't have the wherewithal to steal like a car. I'm not a hot wire car. So I'll just go buy one. Just... <laughs> no. <laughs> just so the Everybody... world is just shut down for crime. Yeah. Like oh it's... Uh, yeah. I just loot. Like, you're basically saying you would loot. You're a looter. 
I said larceny. But it's looting is what you're really doing. Yeah, but isn't larceny, isn't that the dollar distinction? Looting is one thing, larceny is like a different bracket. I think looting, you have to be part of a riot or a mob. You can't loot by yourself. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. It does beg. <laughs> maybe maybe the purge pulls in the uh, the TikTok voters. Who knows? But John says, what are you saying? I said thievery. Thievery? <laughs> <laughs> And Chris says counterfeit. Counterfeiting. 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 Yes. This was not crime people. Yeah. Obviously, never committed crimes. Uh, what would I say? Um, I'm not yeah, ever right. calling us awful answers. I'm curious this way. Um, Keep in mind, you can't choose anything that involves theft because John has it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I guess I would make, I would just steal my own liquor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay in my house. So, moonshine? Yeah. yeah, I would make moonshine in my own house because I'm not leaving to risk. Like, there's nothing to risk. So, the other thing that people do is they don't stay in their homes. They, yeah, they, they might do the wash be. parties or something, yeah. right? Or no? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But, the, like, people will just go to a very remote location. So, yeah. that's like, okay, yes. Because, like, someone could just bust in your house and, yeah. Which is like the Prince, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. There's more than one Purge movie? Yeah. There's like five of them or something crazy. Jesus Christ. Because the general just spoiler Spoiler. alert, is it's happening and then they take it away because people are like, this is inhumane. And then there's like this underground thing that they try to bring it back. I feel like you just come home. Your house could be ransacked. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. On fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who would want to live in the society? I think they, I think it's because it was so bad before they had to implement the perch to make yeah, it. Yeah, the idea was there was so much crime. Get all your crime on one every day. day. Yeah. It's like let's just funnel this so that it's at least controlled. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of like here, come TP this yeah, trigger in the comic. Yeah. I don't know. Bad answers all around, but I'm not leaving my house because I feel like you're a greater risk just out in the open in the public. Yeah. It might be worth too like trying to like do some cyber crimes. I don't know how to do any of those. What does that even mean? You're just stealing money. Yeah, exactly. Well, theft you have, so. No, if you had said cyber. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to steal my fake money, have it. <laughs> no, I have more. Left over. All right. Well, or I was actually trying to think of like, what are those like really stupid laws that are still on the books? Yeah. In, like the 1800s. That's what I was trying to think of too. Like, like can, I, can I own a llama in the state of Iowa? Like, yeah. stupid stuff. But apparently, we're without a permit. Yeah. Yeah. Build my honor. Or this concrete without a uh, inspector. Uh, apparently, you're not a criminal. So just. Uh, Take that for what it's worth, but either way, go vote on the TikTok poll. In addition to that, wow, nice one. That was a good one. Good one, yeah, good one. Uh, we're on Instagram yeah. too. Check out the Instagram for our mid journey art. Yeah, the the shred. So go check out the Instagram because the generated art for last episode. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Was that last, yeah, last, was yeah, it was posted this week. This is the episode that will be posted Thanksgiving week. But yeah, the um Pizza by the Shredder. Pizza by the Shred, yeah. It was because Shredder took over the number one spot on the villain power ranking. Yep. So heavy is the crown, as they say. Yeah. Well, when you haven't been there for a while, Crane Crane had the longest 
run, I think, of anyone so far. Perhaps in maybe once a while. Perhaps. He's um, knocking on the door again. <laughs> oh, yeah. In addition to checking out the TikTok, X, and uh, TikTok, the website is undergoing renovation. I'm expecting it to be done the week that this episode airs. Yes, that's what I'm expecting it to be done as well. No promise is um, like the little archive. Really, it's the archive of, of segments. Uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, and every major podcast platform. Um, anything we're missing there? Trocom voicemail. So I gave a challenge. Nobody rose to the occasion yet. Um, so instead, what are we going to say? Maybe call and give your thanks? Yeah, give us some thanks. Anything, just fucking call. It's <laughs> pretty bad what you say. I know, we got... We, you get on air, you get a sticker. Yeah. On air, get a sticker. Big Earn. Big L. Big L? Big L, yeah. He's Where have you been? Silent. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of feedback. Thank you for that. <laughs> but where have you been lately? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're still filling out our foot soldier. Uh, foot, foot soldier. Listening audience um, group. So check that out. You can find that in the link in our bio, uh, any of the social media, or uh, go to teamatshellcast.com and click the green button. Besides that, we're now in the outro. I think we covered everything. There is no update to the sports book. Um, and we're just going to go around the horn here. Closing thoughts and closing arguments. John? Uh, I will be hosting next week's episode, which will be fresh off a, a tummy full of lasagna, maybe. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. I had mailed Chris something i haven't remailed andrew something i actually intended to print out i was gonna do so maybe i will do that so that next week we will have a little um a little uh pizza power up uh competition so yeah this was the first of hopefully many live in-person recordings so we worked out the kinks give us your feedback maybe that's what you call it any feedback from the live episode other stuff you'd want to see we have some other stuff planned for the near future, hopefully. So, yeah. And we're coming up. Has it been a year? Yeah. So, officially, that's a good timing because this is what I was going to chat about. I think maybe we touched mm-hmm. on top of the hour. Yeah. It's, uh, the one year anniversary passed, I think, a week or two ago. Um, and what's actually kind of cool, as an aside, this episode air date is almost the same day and month of today. I think it was like a week in advance, the 27th and the 19th that we're recording. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. But um, yeah, the one year anniversary episode, we're combining with our 50th State of the Pod episode, which will be around Christmas, New Year's time. So um, that's exciting. But yeah, full year, calendar year of podcasting. I didn't actually think we'd go this long. Mm. Yeah. Um, I didn't think we'd have as many listeners. So that's cool. Uh, and it's been fun. So we'll recap on that. Um, yeah, we'll recap on that in about a month. Any other thoughts, Chris? That's that's all yeah, so that's uh, episode 45. So the Pedro Martinez episode um, during Thanksgiving week in person. And we've got some plans to maybe upgrade the experience for next time. This is the learning curve. You know, like our first, if you go back and it's our first episode, episode one, which is nearing 300 streams wow. alone. I mean, that's pretty flat. Um, just like that, you know, we'll improve our next in-person episode. So um, give us some feedback, book on voicemail. Um, 
like a friend. We haven't said this in a while, but pay it forward. Tell somebody else about the podcast. Tag them, whatever. So we get that listenership up. And yeah, stay tuned for, for more fun. So this is uh, Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady from Season 3, Episode 27 of the 87 Team NT series. I'm Andrew for John and for Chris. I am saying Cal Bunker. Adios, cheer, bro.